This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, everyone, to your favorite online listening experience in podcast form, and that's this one, and that's Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our weekly podcast that we have been now doing for 11 years. This is our 11-year anniversary. Um, I don't know how it fell on a 573. Well, it's technically uh, next week, but because you guys are both busy, so... Ah. Well, I mean, I make t- I when I feel like coming on, I will. I would have came on next week, but you know what? I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Are you away? <laughs> no, I'm not away. When are you going to Vegas? Dave's away. I go to Vegas uh, Pro Bowl weekend. Oh. But anyway, thank you for listening to this online listening experience. You can listen to it on all major podcasting applications. Uh, make sure you subscribe. And I want to read a couple of. Uh, we had a couple of subscribers uh, leave some reviews in the past year, so I want to uh, shout them out because it's been very nice of them. I'm just pulling them up here on the old uh, Apple Podcast gimmick. <laughs> That's a good idea. Let's see what let's see what the marks out there say. All right, we got this one on March 18th, 2021, from BTTG161. <laughs> I really like this show. It's so good. It's also my show. Thanks for listening. Brandon uh, gets one uh, broski of the week, and uh, you know now he's uh, reviewing everybody's podcast. Nice, nice. Um, hey, somebody's got to have that gimmick. We have one from Fix This FFFD, and it says, More Railroad Rudy. Love the show, but they should have Railroad Rudy on more often. Uh, a lot more often. If Railroad Rudy was on more often, I would be listening more often. I don't mind listening to Chris, Dave, and the other one. Uh, but I would love it if Railroad Rudy was more on more often. Uh, also, you need Railroad Rudy merch. Let me know if I have. Let me know I have some ideas. So this is definitely from Railroad Rudy. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I think Railroad Rudy, so is, unfortunately, yeah. he did he pass away. Railroad Rudy. No, no, we have wished him the best of luck in his future endeavors, and that's sure for this week, folks. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but so thank you for thank you to Brandon and thank you to Railroad Rudy for leaving comments. You guys should do that too. Uh, it helps out the uh, quote-unquote algorithm. Uh, also, we do have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash out 11 Go check out some of our video work there. There will never be another Cooking with Brandon again. Um, and also, you can buy our merchandise. Maybe you do want a Railroad Rudy shirt. You can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash out uh, For all of your sponsorship questions, advertising, you want to advertise on MarkingOut, you can go to – you can email us at markingout one at gmail.com. My name is Chris. I'm on this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at cmsweeney85. Um, I'm also here with Dave, who you can follow on his Twitter and also Instagram at DavidDTDPT. It's Mr. Dave? 3DT. It's PT, yes, Mr. Three PTDPT. <laughs> okay, Dave, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, rocking and rolling through the week. Yep, sucks. Yeah. Um, it's and it's only Monday. <laughs> um, and now we're here with Brandon, who you can follow on all social media platforms at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I, 
I'm doing awesome as always. We're uh, we're on TikTok now for some reason at Mark and Out. Why are we on TikTok? Why not? Are you trying to watch videos of people in uh, Disney World freaking out over get their uh, strollers being moved? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's why uh, my wife. That's why my wife joined, joined TikTok this week. I think because go. we're 11 years into the game, we got to appeal to the younger audience. <laughs> yeah, it's all about that evolution. <laughs> It's all about TikTok and reels. You know, and evolution like is that. a mystery, and we're trying to figure it holding, out. Holding your your eighteen hundred dollar camera sideways to get a reel. Oh man, yeah. I did that today. We are the uh, we're the grizzled pod vets. Yeah, we are. We are. Hey man, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. And speaking of that, how was your week? Yeah, it was uh, good. Again, it was just it's just Monday as of this right now recording. But uh, so I'm going to ask you, and like I'm going to ask you again, how your week was. Thank you. <laughs> well, I went out for my mom's birthday, and uh, we went to a diner. I ordered a Philly cheesesteak, and uh, they have no right calling what I ordered a Philly cheesesteak, but it was diff- dis- definitely disappointing. But at least I had cake this past week because of my mom's birthday. Solid. Yeah. What kind so of cake? Basically... Happy birthday, Mama B T T G one six one. Yeah. What kind of cake did you have? Uh, well, what kind of cake did I not have? So <laughs> that's my, a good question. <laughs> Brandon, when he when Brandon is offered cake, he finds out what is on the menu, and he just says, "I'll have one of everything." The most expensive cake stuffed with the second most expensive. Yes, cake. with the gold truffles on top, please. I don't want that truffles. Chocolate yeah. truffles. I don't know. I don't yeah, want chocolate gold truffles. On my Golden dipped cake. truffles. No, but my sister-in-law okay. sent over. A Carvel cake, so I got to have Carvel first time, 2022. And then uh, she sent over a chocolate. It was like a, one of those, you know, those combo gimmicks, where it's like try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that. Okay. So there was a chocolate one, a caramel one, a red velvet one, and a carrot cake gimmick. So I had a slice of each of those three, not the carrot cake one. I'm not a big carrot cake guy, but. So, yeah, got right. to have Carvel, so God bless Carvel. <laughs> yep, that's right. Nice. Chris, right, how cool. about your week? Um, it's just been filming stuff and editing at band practice yesterday, um, which was great. Um, and then uh, watched a lot of outstanding football this weekend. Bro. Oh, yeah. Like, all four of these games were unbelievable. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I mean... The one thing that I'm the takeaway I I'm and I'm not just because it's a hot topic, but overtime I've never been a fan of. The first to yeah, score. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen, Roger Goodell can do. I have yep, been, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not a Roger Goodell fan. We've know we've known this for a very yeah. long time. Um, but Tom Brady's out. I'm stoked about that, brother. You know, I the I, memes I'm not... that came from Tom Brady busting open his lip. Oh, the memes, and then Aaron Rodgers too was even better. Um, Robert Flores, uh, I think he's still with ESPN. I don't know where he is now, but he's like, oh, it seems like he's like that first drive. Aaron Rodgers was spectacular. And then he just couldn't find the end zone. It had to be something scientific. (laughs) Yeah. So what what was this? uh, Playoffs or something? Yeah, this is the divisional round. So now next weekend it's, I, you know, when I was talking to one of my son's friends, fathers about this, I was like, oh, what's coming up this weekend? Um, it's. NFL, hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up as I'm talking. But I'm like, so Sunday night, Bills and Chiefs. Uh, my brother-in-law's a big Bills fan. So, oh. like, they're, like, my second team. And also with the news of every time I die breaking up who are, like, 
they have a day named after them in Buffalo. I'm like, yeah. I have to root for the Bills. Um, I'm still real upset about it, man. Um, did, did you see, speaking of the Bills, the stupid Bills Mafia, no offense, did you see that guy jumped off of a car or a truck? That happens every Yeah, week. that happens right, in every... But he jumped off of the, the car onto a table and did a Sid Vicious Oh, man. oh no! <laughs> oh, that's great. So next weekend it's the Bengals and the Chiefs, and then the Rams and the 49ers. Let's go uh, Chiefs, uh, am I right? I'm going Niners. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I know more about the Chiefs because I follow Jason, our, our good friend Jason Linick. You can follow him at the Li Chief on Twitter, and that's all I see. All I've seen today are just memes about 13 seconds. Um, but okay, so going back to that, I was watching the. the I was, I was watching GCW. I had that on TV because that was priority. And then, like, I'm like, all right. I kept checking the score of the, the Bills-Chiefs game. And then it started getting really close. I'm like, all right, I got to put this on. So I had that on my phone, propped up on my chair. And then, like, Rachel's watching it in the other room. And she's on a 30-second delay from my phone. So, like, the Bills scored. I was like, oh, my God. 30 seconds later, I just hear, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. And then at the end, they're like, uh, I, when the, the Chiefs scored, I just looked at him like, this is Patrick Mahomes for me. <laughs> I'm like, the dude is, you know, he's next level. He's like, you know, the, the uh, he is the quarterback right now. So, um, wild weekend, great football. Um, all four games were great. I got to, you know, I didn't have work at any of those times, so I watched all those. And, you know, and I watched GCW. Uh, the world of GCW should have been there. Was it? No one bought my tickets, so... Great souvenir yeah, that's now. Unfortunate. Yeah. I wanted the the, the Cardona uh, hand wipes. I'm really upset that I didn't get those. <laughs> Maybe you could uh, check eBay. Uh, it's on the I'm in the the major pod Patreon group, and someone's already selling them for like ten bucks. Oh, all right. That's not, not that's not terrible. Yeah. It's not that bad. Listen, I'd rather have some Hornswoggle doo doo chocolate wipes instead. <laughs> you know, like, if you're right. if you're like a um huge mark for Mad and stuff like that, then ten dollars is is worth adding to. Uh, He's already selling his knee pads hey. in the group. It's great. Yeah, you got to work with what you got. If you know you can make a few hundred dollars off of your gear and stuff like that, and you're not going to wear them again, hey. That's what he that said was, on the, was... the MC True Long on Story after he wrestled in Chicago the other week. Someone was like, I want to buy that gear. And he gave him a price and sold it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it pays. I mean, that money pays off your, your next attire, but there's profit involved. So why not? I was. I, I know we're going to talk about it in a couple of minutes, but, like, I was – Rachel came out, like, after the Bills game, and Matt's match was on. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, look, Matt's dressed up uh, – he's got like and Chelsea's dressed up like Matt from ECW. And she's like, how much money do you think they spend on attires? I'm like – I looked at her and go, you know, he's probably going to flip this in the group tomorrow and make all the money back. She's like, all right. I don't and think he's going to sell that. No, that uh, – those those trunks, no. no. But the, I know the knee pads are already on there. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the Were they – they were white, right? They are not white anymore. Oh. Because of the the ring. Hold on, I'm trying to find it because it was just posted. Da, da, da. Uh, keep going. Oh, but Dave, how was how was your week? What's 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 new and exciting? Well, my week was uh was really good. You know, when are we? When is this? Is this? Am I talking in the future? In the past? I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be talking about. Am well, I yeah, obviously talking in the Obviously, now. you okay. can talk about Friday. People are gonna. Okay, so apparently I'm in Texas right now. But <laughs> so I know actually, Dave has a, has a 10 gallon hat. Yes. On. Uh, I'm actually meeting up with our friend Dan in Austin, Texas. No, you're not. You're a liar. Yeah. You're not meeting up with yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to no heading down to Austin, Texas late uh, Saturday. What? Going to head over and get some good barbecue with Dan. 
And then... Uh, what's the place? It's Terry Black's. You have to go to Terry Black's. Terry Black's? You right. have to go to the county line. You have to go to the county line. <laughs> and then you have to go to that donut place that Brandon told me about. Round Rock. Round Rock yeah. Donuts. All right. I'm going to jot that down. And then on that Monday, I'm actually going to be driving with Dan to San Antonio. So I'll be in San Antonio on Tuesday. I'm finally going to go train with the uh, – who's the guy that trained? <laughs> Jose uh, Lafario. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go find Jose Lothario, guys, and get a bumper. Yes. Dave's, Dave's going to go to the Alamo Dome for us. I am. Nice. You know? No. Um. So I'm going out there for a conference. I got Tuesday, th- Tuesday, Wednesday, I have a leadership conference. And then uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the convention. But it's going the APTA CSM conference. It's going to be incredible. And I, I cannot wait. I'm going to give it full feedback. Once I get back, I'm going to let you guys know how training uh, goes. Um, hopefully I'm not too bruised up, but hopefully, you know, I could get that childhood dream made a reality down in Texas. So Matt's selling the knee pads for 250 bucks. And then the his wrist tape that has blood on them, or he's selling them for 125. Jeez. They have not been claimed yet. That's wild. Hmm. But he's keeping the, 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 I'm assuming so. What are the, I don't even know what to call them. The ones that go over your boots. The Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah. Chucks. Yeah. No, but the Mikey Whipwreck uh, pads over the boots. Kick the, pad? The calf, Kick no, pad? the calf pads or whatever. Whatever, regardless. I don't That's know. One, use that discount code. You can pro- save 10%. Manscaped.com. You could probably offer him a price and be like, hey, you're going to... I wouldn't want to buy that. I'm saying, like, I don't know how he would sell that. Like, it's connected to Mikey, in my opinion. Yeah, hey, money talks. So, but I figured, talks. I figured because this is the 11-year anniversary that I would go back and research... Who the champions were at that time? Interesting. Okay. And for the Didn't Alberto WWE, Del Rio win the Rumble. Yeah, Alberto Del Rio won the Raw Rumble, but the WWE champion at the time was the Miz. Edge okay. was the World Heavyweight Champion. Solid. Um, Mr. Anderson was the Impact Champion. Nice. Okay. And Tanahashi was the IWGP Champion. I didn't look up Ring of Honor. All right. Okay forgot to i feel like ring of honor world champion of the time oh man i want to say I, the wolves are probably the tag team champions the american wolves when they were called that um i don't know 2011 roddy strong ah uh, roddy roddy i read a report he he was he's still backstage at nxt so he hasn't been released yet yeah just wait he'll get he'll be gone soon Hey, at oh, some uh, at some point they're Budget all going to be ending up on that other side. Yeah, just give it time. The other okay. What else? What else happened in 2011? Brandon wasn't uh, on the show yet. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't. And that's two, a fact. Hey, what'd you think, Brandon? Yeah, you know, Dolph Ziggler, pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's, it's what's interesting is that 11, uh, 11 years ago and stuff like that, we we're talking about it, and then all these wrestlers that you brought up, besides like two of them, are still. Uh, relevant, you know, the Miz, uh, Edge, who else was there? Del Rio is not really relevant outside of being a jerk. And then, yep, you got Anderson, biggest of them. Is Anderson, where's Anderson at? Is he in NWA or no? No, he's not in NWA. I don't know. I think he just does like shots here and there. Hmm. Um, I feel like but... he never, I feel like he never developed as he should have. I mean, impact. Well, in the WWE, he didn't. Yeah, in WWE, out to hear Mr. Kennedy at WWE at the Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, in 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 t- impact. I can't wait for you to see Kelly Kelly come out at the Royal Rumble. Oh my god! 
I, I can't wait for it so much. At like, I mean, the Mickey James thing, I think, is going to be fun, but it, I know it's going to be a disappointment. You're going to want to hear hardcore country. She's not going to come out to hardcore country. She's set she's on that. Said she's that she's set coming on out to hardcore, hardcore country. country. She's set on walking out with that title. So who knows? Let's see what happens. Let's see how it plays yeah. out. I would, I would like her. I would like for her to have a final four. I think that would be uh, good. Yeah, if anything, I think that it's really cool to see this work in relationship, especially with, like, uh, another promotion and everything like that. So it is nice to see that. Um, Although yeah, I, sure. I think I think Fightful reported that the Iconics turned it down, so. I, I saw that. That's been all over the internet for the past yeah. like, Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, that actually shows, that shows you also the mentality of WWE right now, that they're feeling like they have to bring in some other – I guess former wrestlers, well, former WWE wrestlers, to be featured in order to get they that don't have, pop. They don't have the the roster. They really don't. They, you know, you keep. They don't have a roster. Yeah. They had a great female roster, and they just released all of them, or they unexpectedly quit, like Tony Storm. The, the problem is, is that they have so much time, but they don't utilize their time properly. I feel. You know, and they have a, they had, and they still do, have a very large roster, but they, but focus... they have a large roster of underdeveloped female talent that aren't like ready to go yet. Exactly, and they focus. Uh, well, I wouldn't say they... underdeveloped because there's definitely a lot of stars there that they're just not. But they utilizing. But the, yeah, but there's still a lot of people that do have to be. Like who? Give me like four four examples. I mean, Kaylee Ray is in NXT who? right now. Who? Kaylee Ray. You you would or know her from who, uh, like... she was on. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I know. She has a very very Scottish. Yeah. Name. Very thick. Yeah. Yes. Dakota Kai is there, just waiting to go. Yeah, but aren't they like repackaging her again? I. They're not. I mean, it seems I, like that. I don't like. I I guess they're repackaging, but I, I like the gimmick change. I like the the switch over. Yeah. yeah, of course. And, oh, Wendy. Uh, How did I forget about Wendy? She should be in the Rumble, right? Wendy? The one that she was on NXT and she yeah, like, slapped her on top of a locker. That's what everyone's like. Everyone's pulling for Wendy Chu to be in the Rumble. And then like after the buzzer goes off, she like wakes up and gets scared or something. Uh, that would People be that. interesting. What about – who else is there? Uh, Sater- S- S- Sarai? Didn't they make her like some sort of Harry Potter gimmick now? I don't think a Harry Potter thing, but it's, yeah, it's like a sailor moon. repackaged. Whatever it is, it's silly. But anyway, yeah, eh, that's wrestling that's though, stuff. right? Wrestling's supposed to be silly at times. Suspend your disbelief. Exactly. You know, I'm I'm open to seeing anything and all of that as long as it's just entertaining. But we'll see how everything falls. And you guys will go uh, fuller into detail about the Royal Rumble coming on later in the show but uh let's say i guess goodbye to dave for now and uh me and brandon will continue talking here uh, so now that's friday so brandon now how was your week it was great all right there terry the tiger <laughs> terry uh, it's from it's from uh, family guy family guy i'm just kidding i know right <laughs> i know i haven't watched i haven't watched that in a hot minute you know a lot of people are like Obviously, I think you'd say the same thing. Is that like Simpsons are way better than Family Guy? Yeah. Well, the first like ten seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. I. Uh, but like, if you factor everything in, I'm a I'm a Family Guy guy. Okay. 
I mean, I've been watching South Park a lot more recently, yeah. and I'm going back. And for and first and foremost, like I can't believe they got away with all that stuff now, being in the you know the cancel <laughs> the cancel culture that we're in. Some of the stuff that's said on the show, I'm just I, I sit there and I just laugh hysterically, and it's it's incredible. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I uh, I found out some terrible news. What? Verizon emailed me and told me I'm out of luck. Oh no, your luck yeah. run out. By by December, they're going to be canceling my cell phone. Oh no! So <laughs> so oh god! You know what this means though? Now you're gonna have to get an iPhone, and you're gonna have like Instagram and Twitter on and TikTok now because you know we have to build TikTok. Yeah, I. Uh... I've been shopping for phones. They they offered me two f- different free phones. Um, I had to like contact them to find out. One of them was a basic phone that is worse than the phone I had in 2004. Wow, I can't believe you backtracked to 2004. Like, yeah, that was the very first phone I had. And, and I didn't even want a cell phone then. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I don't. I don't understand how you could sell a basic phone that's worse than a phone that was in 2004. But the other one was an actual smartphone. But I'm. I read so many reviews on it, and everyone's like, "Do not buy this phone." Isn't there a promotion going on right now on Verizon where you get like a, a iPhone 13 for like really a good price? That's what I just got. I just switched over to the 13. It's great. If if what? What did you? If what? How did you get that deal? I don't know. We. My, I have a shared family plan. They're like, oh, we're all going up, gonna, uh, we're all gonna update our phones. We got a sick deal, and we have unlimited data now. When did you uh, When did you get the the deal? Though? December. Yeah. December. So it changes every month. Oh, true. So hopefully, maybe in February it'll be different. Okay. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? How Brandon was, how was is your finally. Week? Um, it was you know busy uh, filming a bunch of stuff, editing a bunch of stuff, not getting COVID. Um, I got a PCR for the first time. Because unfortunately, I came in close contact with somebody. So, uh, seven rapid tests and a PCR later, I'm negative. So, I'm stoked about that. Uh, my wife gets to go to Disney this weekend with her girlfriends, and I get to stay home with my kids during oh, a blizzard. Yeah. Un- yeah I, I, get- this is an unexpected blizzard. I didn't hear anything about it until like yesterday. For you me, just- at least. I heard about it last week. I feel like I'm up on these things, and I, <laughs> I didn't hear about it at all. It's weird. And now, um, while we record this, I'm gonna be. I got both screens going right now. I have my countdown right now on MattelCreations.com to get the uh, the new uh, wave of retros. So, um, yeah. Oh, I so, thought those uh, were already out. No, they come out today at twelve, and you can only get two. I only need one because I'm not a Mint on Card guy. Um, even though my whole collection, I bought Mint on Card and opens. Psycho. Right, are these something that'll like sell out or no? I no one knows. No one knows how many they made. Hmm. So. Um, I just want to get mine because, uh, after this, I have five left to get my entire, and I'll have the whole series of retros. Which five? I'm missing. Hold on. I have a, I have a a checklist here in my phone. Let me pull this up. Do you have Hasbro's or no? These are just. I have a couple of Hasbro's. I have my like old school, like kid Hasbro's. What made you start retros? I don't, I like them. And I think they're a little, they were more accessible than Hasbro's and the price point was a little bit lower. Um, and it was it's all like the the new guys. I really want like the Bret Hart's or you know, it's like the old school Undertakers, but those are pretty penny. Um favorites in my phone. I am missing Macho Man Randy Savage, Junkyard Dog, Roman Reigns, Ric Flair, Samoa Joe, and Randy Orton. Are those like so, pretty penny items? 
Uh, but Rachel's like, hey, I found a Ric Flair on card for you. I'm like, how much is it? She goes, 150. I'm like, brother. <laughs> brother. And like Roman Reigns goes for a good 100 bucks. I mean, the same with Macho and JYD. Um, got a shout out. Got a shout out Toy Vomit because he uh, posted that he had a, a diesel on card last night for a good price. So uh, I scooped that up and, you know, and now we're here. All the way Counting from, down the minutes until retro. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Toy, Toy Vomit. So. Um, but yeah, his uh, speaking of toy vomit, he was on the ring apron this Sunday night at Hammerstein Ballroom, the world on GCW live from the Hammerstein Ballroom, um, sold out crowd besides my two seats. Um, but I said that earlier in the show, uh, you had the Paps Blue Ribbon uh, kickoff show where you had two matches and you had a ginormous battle royal in Big Vin. Getting, picking up the victory, being the last one there, eliminating Charles Mason. Um, and I did not know that he was the son to 911. I had no idea either. And it was a very cool moment afterwards seeing Big Ben do the cheers with his father. Yeah. And his father being there. The, uh, the, um, the biggest surprise in that match, I would say, was Thunder Rosa being there. Yes. She got a big. Was it me or does it feel like there was like no sound? Because like people were saying like it was deafening in there. But like it didn't trans well, it didn't translate through TV. I do think that they weren't maybe fully prepared for this pay per view. Okay, why do you say that? Well, because the sound was definitely not there, even okay. when they were doing like ring intros. It wasn't how you would expect when you're tuning into pay per view. The lighting was obviously not like proper, I guess. Okay. I mean, I mean even, well, even the this cameras, is the first the cameras. You said they weren't white balanced, right? I no, I would say they they were white balanced. Um, they were they were very white balanced. Uh, but it's just like it would shoot from the camera that was on the stage to the camera that was in the was in the stands, like back and forth. It was a weird cut. Yeah, but they would be different. They'd be different, like shades. Yeah, that too. Maybe they just maybe they use different cameras too. It's 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 hard to really pinpoint. Uh, you know, using uh, a Canon XF one hundred and um. No, a JVC XVS 400 or whatever whatever it is, you know? Also, something that uh, completely not on GCW here, that paint job on what the paint Hammerstein job? Ballroom. Yes, it looks like... Um, it looks like a of, prison. It looks like um, kind of like the colors for uh, like uh, In Tomorrowland. That like grayish, greenish color they have by the, um, by, like, the people mover and stuff like that when you walk in. It used to be bright and it looked like a, a royal setting yes and now i'm like every time i see a picture of it i get like i don't want to look at this picture he cringes yeah i hate that i was like why would you change something that looks so nice and make it so dull looking yeah and i didn't um, even realize when they did the uh the promo video for it that it was that color yeah, because you you aren't pay, paying attention. No, because uh, it wasn't it wasn't like fully lit up. It was like that shadowy. It was very dull. Yes. Yeah. But as far as that that PBR Rumble match, I wish Psycho Clown did more on this show. But yeah, it, and it was just like it was like this person, this person, it was all the GCW you know regulars that are there, and it, it's very it, it's very cool to see them get you know get to be in Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, a lot of people saying like it's an honor and a privilege to be in Hammerstein Ballroom. So to say, you know, to put that on your your resume of a professional wrestler, you could do nothing. Like after this, like you could just be some, you know, indie wrestler and say, "Oh, hey, I wrestled in Hammerstein Ballroom." That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Uh, next up, you had the traditional GCW six-way scramble match in Grim Reefer, defeating Alex Zane, Dante Leon, Shane Mercer, Jack Cartwheel, and Ninja Mac. So, you know, it was everything as you expected from a GCW six-way scramble. A lot of high-flying stuff. And uh, I kind of want to say I'm glad that Grim Reefer got the, uh, the rub here. Yeah, it was cool to see him. Um, and then you start the main show with another six-man match. Um, well, actually, it was a six-man match, which Jack turned into a seven-way uh, grab-the-brass-ring ladder match. And AJ Gray defeating PCO, Alex Colon, G-Raver, Tony Deppin, Jimmy Lloyd, and Jordan Oliver. G-Raver was not supposed to be in this match. He replaced Leo Rush. Everyone's like, oh, man, Leo Rush no-showed. But, you know, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Yeah. A and lot AJ of Gray was the uh, surprise seventh competitor here. And he got a huge pop. Uh-huh. I got, I, I always, I love his music. It's, it's, it, everyone's singing along to it. He came out dressed like Raven. I got to say, I uh, it's maybe a little unfortunate that his clip was one of the most viral clips from the, 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 the latter spot. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. But you know, he gets the win, he gets the brass ring and he gets the challenge for every title. Now going forward, could he be challenging Alex Cologne for the ultraviolet championship? Could he be challenging John Moxley? I think John, if you do that at WrestleMania weekends, John Moxley versus AJ Gray, that would be an awesome show. I still have hopes of seeing PCO versus John Moxley. I don't think that's going to happen, though. You nev- never say never, brother. Well. It's professional wrestling. Uh, next up, you had Team Gringo defeat Team Bandito. I feel like this match went a little bit too long. I a lot, feel that a way, lot too. of cool, a lot of cool spots in here, especially the uh, the triple, you know, chicken fight that they had. I like the, the 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 double moonsault spot. Yes, that was very cool too. Very very cool. But this was uh, like. Brother, you start a uh, an event with uh, a rumble, and then you go into a six man, into a six man that turns into a seven man, and then a trios match. Yeah, I under I I completely agree with you. It's like you shoot your wad very very early, and you get yeah. It's you know these shows are supposed to be roller coasters. You bring them up, you bring them back down, so on and so forth. Um, next up, it was supposed to be Jonathan Gresham versus Blake Christian for the ROH World Championship. Unfortunately, Jonathan Gresham could not make it. So it turned into Blake Christian defeating Leo Rush. You know, everyone's like, oh, Leo Rush no-showed. No, he got moved up to the card in a more primetime spot on, on the show, which I think is very cool. Yeah, not this was a very enjoyable match, too. Yeah, a lot of high-flying stuff. That uh, knee, that one where Leo Rush went for his little springboard off the, the bottom rope, and Blake Christian caught him with the, the knee to the back of the neck. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, my favorite match on the card, and I'm kind of just being biased here. No, I don't um, think you are, because I think this was the best match on the card. You had Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green defeating Joey Janela via pinfall, um, but it was just um, everyone's calling it turmoil booking. Um, and if you listen to FWF, it was just run in after run in after the lights didn't go out, unfortunately, but it was before all the run-ins before, um, it was a very well done, very hardcore match. Uh, shout out to Matt's awesome ring attire. Yeah. Mikey um, Woodbreck themed also, uh, Mick, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack themed. Yeah. Also cool. his entrance music by downstate. They, they did some sort of parody of enter Sandman to, well, his, it was when the lights yeah, it go was, down. So it's Enter Sandman with his, his lyrics to When the Lights Go Down yeah, over it. And it was done very, very well. Shout out to Downstate. Smart Mark Sterling showed up 
and warned Joey Janela that if he uses the internet championship, he'll be disqualified from the match. And then he brings out Vince, and it turns out it turns out to be Vince. Int. <laughs> Virgil takes off the Vince McMahon mask. And oh then my God. we saw Hornswoggle show up from under the ring. Sam, and then Mar- Sam Stackhouse was there, and they did, like, a, a spot between the two of them. Marco Stunt then shows up. Yeah, ultimately, Marco Stunt took Hornswoggle out of that. And then Brian Myers shows up like Edge from One Night Stand, took Janelle out with a spear to help Matt win, and afterwards, Sean Waltman <laughs> showed up, made the save, and... That's a, a tag match of sorts, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's going to be at Joey Janela's Spring Break. Right. That's what uh, I Spring Break 6, Part 2, the biggest cluster F. Um, because I, it's, 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 it's gonna be, it has to be Matt and Brian versus Sean and Janela. And then you're probably going to have Hornswoggle versus Marco Stunt. Um, and I wouldn't even talk about Chelsea's great ring gear, honoring the ECW original Zack Ryder. Yeah. That was fantastic. Just, everything, dude, everything about this match. I loved the fact that Brian showed up like Edge in the, the riot gear, I guess you would say. Apparently, Edge texted Brian on, on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast this week. Edge apparently texted Brian afterwards and goes, hey, I just saw Awesome. <laughs> He's like, I just landed and saw Awesome. That's so cool. That was very, very cool. Uh, next up, you have Mance Warner come out with the, uh, you know, the alleged RVD from One Night Stand promo, <laughs> uh, which then turned into 440, Atticus Coger coming out, which then turned into Sabu and Matthew Justice coming out. And then the rest of 440, Eddie Only, Gregory Iron, Bobby Beverly, and, uh, you know, the second gear group picks up the uh, alleged win. Yeah, I don't know. There's like in the history books on the... On the gimmick sites, there's a match there, but I don't know. I mean, Fonzie counted it, but he is a referee. <laughs> but you know, again, it's it's cool that they did the homage to ECW here with Sabu coming out. Also, I really like the fact that you know we didn't talk about the pre-show. Brett Lauderdale comes out and he starts talking about you know building up GCW and it's starting a Game Changer World in Howell, Howell New Jersey, and he brings out this red chair. It says, these were all the chairs that used to be at Game Changer World. This is the last one we have it here. And it was used throughout the night. It was used yeah. in the seven-man match. It was used during the Matt Cardona-Joey Janela match. So I like, like, that's like an attention to detail that I really, really appreciated. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Ruby Soho defeating Ali Catch via pinfall. Um Everybody was not a, everybody in the building was not a fan of the outcome of this match because they thought Allie was going to win. Yeah, but come on, I like but the I uh, thought she hit that right kick off the top rope. I thought that was nice. It's called the No Future now. Ah, whatever. Same. I can't call like I, like uh, Hook calls it the Red Rum. I'm still going to say Taz Mission. I can't not call it that. Yeah, but you're going to start calling Walter uh, Gunther. I mean, I that's you have to. It's a name change. No, you don't. Although, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't have to because I still say, I still call, I still say Maddie Martell, Chase Parker. I still say, yeah. uh, um, you still, they still say Dawson. Daniel Bryan. I still Dash and Dawson. Brian is, I still say Daniel Bryan here and there, but I try to correct myself. You do try to correct yourself. Um, so awesome female match, you know, nice spot on the card. 
Uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the fans were not happy about the outcome of the win. Yeah. Um, my second favorite match of the night was Jeff Jarrett defeating Effie via pinfall. I said this was going to be a standout match, and I, I'm right. I was right. I, it was awesome. I actually Jeff Jarrett could still work. It, it there has to be like a bigger picture, right? Here. Yeah. There's it has to be now that Jeff Jarrett picked up the victory there with a beautiful the, that guitar smash and then the stroke with the guitar on there. I I marked out for that. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like that, I'm like that, and and as, as I said, they worked a very cool pace to the match. You know, they did all of Effie's you know things that he normally does within his match. You know, he's getting choked out and he's hulking up over it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And Jeff so Jarrett we'll coming out with a remix theme also. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> it was a real strange theme. Yeah. It's like you're, I thought he was gonna come out to my world, and then it was just like slow, whatever that was. I don't even know what it was. Um, John Moxley's second match back from being uh, gone for a while. Uh, he defended his GCW World Championship against Homicide in you know a very strong style match. John Moxley looked fantastic. Uh, your thoughts, Brandon? Uh, well, I hate to say it, but I was pretty bored with this. I I mean, I can I can agree there too. Again, blew your wad super early For by me, putting it, all those. It really the the best moments of the card were Blake Christian, Leo Rush to Jarrett and Effie. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, John Moxley picks up the win. You're going to expect, but again, you know, they did a nice package with saying how homicide works so much in Hammerstein ballroom and John Moxley coming back from, you know, everything that he's been dealing with. Uh, it was good. Got, it a, was, got it was a Charles good. Barkley shout out this week. Oh yeah, he did. I saw that. Well, John Moxley, he's probably like John Moxley, you're not terrible, <laughs> but very cool. Very cool for, for, uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Um, and then your main event, it was the Briscoes and their open challenge for the GCW Tag Team titles. It was not FTR. Uh, the Sheets, the news sites, News with a Z, uh, reporting that FTR was never in question, was never in like the going into it, were a thought about challenging for the GCW Tag Team titles. Uh, it was Matt Tremont and the returning Nick Gage. Coming back and winning the tag team titles from the Briscoes in a five-minute match. Uh, apparently, this was due to pay-per-view restrictions. If this, I think, if this wasn't on like normal pay-per-view, this match would have been a lot longer. I think there's probably like an eleven curfew. Oh, that's right, in in, uh, in New York as well, right? I think so. Um, and I, uh, I definitely anyway... didn't expect to see the Briscoes close, closing the show, and when they didn't get mentioned. Um, before the Moxley match, I was like, well, I guess we're just not going to find out about the Briscoes. And then this, you think something might've happened or yeah. But, and it's like, obviously the GCW crowd was like super pleased with it. Super happy. Me. I didn't need to see this. I know. Well, you didn't have to see it because and also, Brett Lauderdale said it, it made mention. Inter- he was on Busted Open last week. He says, "We're going to show you guys what GCW is all about." He's like, "We're not going to change what we're doing because it's been working." And to put somebody like Nick Gage and Matt Tremont, you know, if this wasn't at Hammerstein Ballroom and let's say this was in Atlantic City, the main event would have probably been a death match. Yeah, and I mean and they used they a few have- weapons here, but 
ultimately... Yeah, they used doors and, st- and steel chairs. That's all yeah, they used. Yeah, you couldn't show off what Matt Tremont and Nick Gage are truly all about without... Especially in five minutes. I know. But it's and but you had to show them. They are, you know, especially Nick Gage. Yeah. He's one of the reasons why GCW is where it is. I know we could say Matt Cardona as well for getting rid of Spotlight, but, like, you know, Nick, Nick Gage is the man in that promotion. It's funny because so, a lot of people, I think, tuned into GCW for the first time. Yes. Probably, I would say, because of Matt Cardona. Or also to see what's going on because there's such a buzz around everything. Exactly. Go, yeah. And I saw after the event was over, a lot of people were like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to retain a bunch of those people or not, but the GCW uh, universe was definitely happy at the end of that. that I was call, happy. So. I was ha- I You know what? I had to go back and rewatch it just because it's like, okay, you know, the, the, I like the sound and stuff like that. I went back and really like kind of watched the matches. It was great. It was I was awesome. still, I was still super high from that whole Matt Cardona, Joey Janela match. So I know, um, but it, 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 there was something on there for everybody. Yeah. Do, do you know, as, as armchair bookers here, do we think like things should have been moved around within the show? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're not making that call. So bravo to Brett Lauderdale, bravo to, you know, his entire team. You know, they really put on a, a great event for their first big pay-per-view show. And I, I can't wait to see everything else that happens uh, when it comes to GCW. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going in hot into WrestleMania weekend. The Collective, their big shows are coming back. Effie's Big Gay Brunch, Joey Janela's Spring Break. Um, they're doing the For the Culture show, which AJ Gray said he's booking the entire show, which is really cool. Uh, so, yeah, awesome. Good stuff. And uh, speaking of John Moxley and his GCW title, he is not a champion at AEW, but he was live at AEW Rampage uh, this past Friday. Not the Friday that we just passed, the Friday the 21st. I think uh, before we talk about Rampage, though, we should mention that Leo Rush announced that as of Saturday, February 14th, he's going to be gone from the company. He'll be a free agent. February 14th is a Monday brother so what does that mean i'm just saying you said saturday february 14th it's a monday february 14th no no did i say as of yeah as of saturday no, february he announced 14th. on saturday my bad okay yeah he announced on saturday yeah he put up a post on twitter he's gonna be a free agent um he says his contract expires so i don't know how you get a five-month contract but well didn't he no but didn't he sign and then get hurt and then come back i'm not sure not uh, We'll see where uh, Leo Rush goes from here. But let's talk about AEW Rampage. You start to show up. This is my favorite hour of just pure wrestling all week long. You know, because you get four, you know, three to four awesome matches in there. You start off with John Moxley picking up the victory over all, etho, e- all ego Ethan Page. Uh, back and forth match. After the match, you have John Moxley walk to the locker room and he's uh, confronted by Brian Danielson. Yeah. So could this be the internet went wild over seeing the thought of them two working again? Good. I'm about it. Two outstanding workers. John Moxley looks like a million bucks. Yeah, this was his first match back in in AEW since October. Yeah. Very. It was a good match for him. Yeah. Ethan Page, I think, was a a good opponent. Good first opponent. He is one, uh, one of my favorite signings because he's been so good since coming in. Um, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that next match, it was supposed to be the reunion of Rapungi Vice. 
facing off against the Young Bucks. Unfortunately, it was announced due to medical protocol. Rocky Mero couldn't compete. He came out and said he contracted COVID. Um, he seems like, you know, we'll, we'll jump into it in a couple of minutes. He seems like he's uh, good to go since he was on uh, AEW Dynamite this week. But they changed it into a singles match in which Trent Beretta picked up the victory over Nick Jackson. How freaking good is Trent Beretta? I thought you were saying Nick Jackson. That's right. But yeah, Trent's awesome. But as far as the match, I think uh, some of it seemed hokey. But overall, I thought it was a good match for something that wasn't supposed to be taking place. Yeah. And everyone absolutely. always says Nick Jackson's better than Matt Jackson. And this match only helps add to that. Yeah, for sure. After that, uh, we saw Hook pick up the victory over Serpentico. Standard Hook match, obviously. Uh, you know, but it's it's and, and and I know you're like I don't get Hook. Hook is, a, is an attraction. Well, I know he it's is not that I an don't internet get sensation that is now an attraction. People will tune into Rampage. Oh man, Hook's wrestling. Let's go watch it. it yeah, yeah, it might be the same thing. It might be a capture suplex, the Kata Hajime, and you know, and then he taps it out and walks out like a punk. Um, I, I didn't like that the referee allowed the match to start with streamers all over. <laughs> I like that, though. That's dumb, though. That's, like, dangerous. Why? Because it Paper... is. Okay. You can get choked I, but, or something. But did, did he... you appreciate Serpentico's uh, gear? I didn't notice anything. Hayabusa. Oh. Yeah, people were going nuts over it. I liked the, the lifting Taz mission that Hook used to finish the match. Maybe he's using his red rum. He's going to lift him up and submit him that way. Well, I mean, you can't do that to everybody. And I, you know what I found out? That he's like a shoot. He was a shoot legitimate like lacrosse star on Long Island. Yeah, I, I used uh, to watch. I, I think I watched like one or two streams of his. I, I remember Taz speaking about it like way back in the day. So I like I would tune in, I think. Yeah. Um, one of my announcer, announcers from my job, he, uh, he knows – he knows. Uh, he knows. He Tyler? knows Taz. No, he knows. He knows Taz. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I told him like, you know Hook. He's like, yeah. I used to cover him back in the day. Um, Taz and I share a jeweler. You share a jeweler. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. But after after that match, QT Marshall came out and mentioned how Hook uh, started the uh, started the match and attacked before the match started or whatever. And he kept the choke hold on after the bell and hook walked right up to him and suplexed him on the, the entrance ramp. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And I'm then, sorry. I'm in, I'm in the process of, I'm in the process of getting my retros right now. I'm pretty stoked about this. <laughs> keep, keep talking. I'm talking. I'm talk to you. event of AEW rampage saw Jade Cargill pick up the victory over Anna J to retain the TBS championship. I think it's dumb that the first title defense of the TBS title was on TNT. Why? Because... Oh, okay, yeah. I, I Okay, I understand that. Especially since I thought they said, like, oh, the TNT championship will stay on Rampage and TNT, and the TBS title will stay on TBS. But as far as this match goes, kind of blew my mind, because I thought this was Jade's best match in the company. And maybe yeah. it's maybe I, her. She's gonna. She's gonna. She's had twenty five matches. She's gonna keep getting better. Yeah, but I'm thinking like maybe her because, but like her and Thunder Rosa, it was just off to me. And Thunder Rosa was like really good, but I'm thinking maybe her and Anna J maybe trained together. That could be it too. But this was so much better than what we've seen recently from from Jade Cargill, and I really like how much. 
Anna Jay has improved. And I liked her reversing stuff in this match, including Jade's finisher. Yeah, which is, you know, one of those moves, you know, it's very protected, you could say. And if they were, honestly, to me, if they were going to give a rookie a title, I really wish it would have been Anna Jay. I know, but now you can use, it's going to be a big deal when somebody does, um, you know, beat her. So maybe Anna Jay is the person to do it. And it's always, it's already Got my retros, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's already like comparison are being comparisons are being made from Jade Cargill to Goldberg. Okay. Why? Cause they had the big 25 and O sign like at WrestleMania yeah. when the undertaker started, uh, you know, the 20 and O. No, I guess cause the whole undefeated streak. True. They're built similarly. Yeah, so. they are. But that was AEW Rampage. AEW Beach Break taking place this week in the 12 degrees, frigid cold Cleveland, Ohio, because they have beautiful beaches, apparently. Yeah, they do. On Lake Erie. I'm going to say screw Cleveland. I used to like your town. But what? <laughs> I'll get to it. But Cleveland Sammy rocks. Guevara, Come on. I'll get to it. Definitely get to it. But Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes open the show. In a ladder match to determine the real TNT champion. Sammy Guevara gets the win in what I think was maybe one of the best singles ladder matches since Dolph and Brody. Or Luke Harper, sorry. I liked that delayed suplex from Cody off the ladder because I did not think it was actually going to happen. Yeah, everything that they did off the top of the ladder was outstanding. But let's just talk about it. Wait, but with that spot, Sammy, I think, was pretty lucky that his leg didn't get caught on the belt thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's the, like, it slapped it, yeah. The the spot of the, the night, spot of AEW history. Yeah, that's going to be like, so the Sammy hitting the cutter off the top. It looked like a freaking video game spot. Yeah, that was like, really, really well it, done. It, they landed so perfectly. I was just like, oh my God. And good on the referees for, for being able to hold the, the ladders. Yes, still. yes. Absolutely. It's like, that- dude, Sammy hits that cutter and then after that, Cody hits his crossroads <laughs> off the ladder and it's like, what's everybody talking about? It's that cutter. Yeah. Obviously, Absolutely. people are trashing Randy Orton now because that's a thing. <laughs> Randy well, Orton tra- would never be able to do this. Yeah, because Randy Orton's a different type of athlete than Sammy Guevara is. It's absolutely absurd to see that all those AEW fans are like, eh, Randy Orton sucks, look at this. It's like, what are you (laughs) talking about? Randy Orton doesn't wrestle like that. Randy Orton is one of the best wrestlers of all time. Truly bizarre. Yeah, and then people are like, no, he's not. Yes, he is. What are you talking about? Dude, I saw a whole thread. All these AEW people are like, "Mm, I fall asleep during his matches. I know, because they don't Brother. fit. Brother. <laughs> I fall asleep during his matches. Fuego Del Sol came out during this match. He's friends with Cody. He's friends with Sammy Guevara. He ends up eating a Tiger Driver 98. Sammy, we saw him hit that, that senton bomb off the ladder onto oh the, my God. the bridging what ladder a... onto Cody. It just... bounced off. That had to have hurt. And then they like instantly got up, so I hated that spot, but... <laughs> But yeah, overall, very enjoyable match here. And after that, we saw Team Taz out in the freezing cold on the, I guess, a beach with Tony Schiavone. I like somebody on Twitter was like, they're like, oh, they talk about Seth Rollins having the drip. Shut up, Powerhouse Hobbs with the serious drip. 
right there. Brother, both of them. Uh, Ricky Starks looking like yeah. he's about to go skiing on a lake. Yeah. But... Looks like uh, Harry Lloyd from uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber when they go skiing. <laughs> but Powerhouse Hobbs ends up challenging Dante and Ricky Starks challenged or I guess challenged Jay Lethal accepted his challenge or something for the FTW championship. So setting up a, a big week next week in Chicago for eight for AEW. Yeah. After that, we saw Wardlow pick up the victory over Elijah Dean and James Alexander. Wardlow, I am a huge mark for Wardlow. I think he has, you're going to see his character now with this like rift he has with MJF um, is going to start, you're seeing more of him and he's going to be a, a, a face of AEW for a very long time. Yeah, and this is what we've seen from Wardlow. And that was his hometown. That was his hometown. Yeah, and it was a standard what, what we've been seeing from him, except now he did it to two people. Yes, and then Sean um, he, Spears made his way out. No chair shots. I was I was surprised by that. I like the Burberry chair that he had. Keep talking because I have to turn off my uh, my Roomba. Hold on a second because I can hear Roomba. it in the background. Well, after that, the inner circle picked up the victory over 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, which just continues to show the breakdown of Chris Jericho and Santana and Ortiz here. Yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of this match. Yeah, we saw even uh, at one point Chris Jericho dropped off the apron to leave them alone and ends up hitting the Judas effect on Matt Martell behind the referee's back, which led to them winning. But it's clear. I mean, the inner circle for me has been dead for months. Yeah. Where's Jack Jake Hager been? Uh, probably training for MMA. No idea where he's been. And it's so scarce that we see them all together these days. Yeah. Even, absolutely. I mean, Sammy Guevara, he's not with them. He's ascended the inner, you know, he was a lackey in the inner circle. And now like he's getting his time to shine. He's, you know, ascended uh, the inner circle. Well, they aired a video package for Lance Archer and Adam page and Lance Archer ends up challenging Adam page to a Texas death match. Yeah. Hopefully it's, you know, taking place in two weeks. And I was looking in Texas, forward. right? I don't even, I don't know. I think so. I think I think it is not the events. But I was looking forward to this match, and I don't like the fact that it's a Texas death match. Yeah, no, it's not in two weeks. So that would be February 9th there in Atlantic City. Mm. Mm. And, and it's then like, the week I after, feel like then they're in Nashville. All... Then... I know it's not an accuracy, but I think on TV, a majority of Lance Archer's matches come off to be street fights or death matches or whatever really yeah it's like i mean it's, it's kind of gimmick it's yeah i don't need to see that all right um so next up you have cm punk comes out he's dressed to fight he's got black wrist tape on with silver x's on which he's got his long boys on he's ready to go um he's talking now he well, he's uh sick of hearing uh mjf talk let's go let's he's, fight he's sick of hearing himself talk is what he said also yeah and he, yeah, he uh, called out MJF. He had MJF's scarf on. And... I thought, that was a nice touch to it, though. Yeah, well, he had it from last week, so yeah, yes. it was nice. But he trashes Long Island, Cleveland booing Long Island. Oh, here it is. This is it. <laughs> and, yeah, and CM Punk's like, oh, nobody ever cheers for, for MJF. And it's like, brother, I was there. 
Make yeah, me a are. shirt of that. I was there when MJF was cheered. <laughs> Brandon, you love making bootleg shirts, so why don't you make oh, it? Oh, I'm, I'm all right on that. But MJF <laughs> came out and trashed Cleveland, so that was nice to see. And uh, it basically just sets up CM Punk versus MJF in Chicago next week. I thought it was a nice touch where MJF brought up how CM Punk was supposed to be at Monday Night Raw after the Raw Rumble in 2014. In that town, Cleveland, Ohio, but CM yeah, Punk that's right. Left. That's where he was. That's where he was supposed to quit. Yeah, it was. Um, it was on the the day after the day of that taping of Dynamite was the day of the the Royal Rumble in two thousand fourteen. But the wow. segment FTR came came out with Wardlow and Sean Spears attacked CM Punk from behind, power bomb onto a chair. MJF ends up uh, sitting on CM Punk's chest cross-legged like CM Punk would or Kenta. Yeah. And um, a lot of people were like, how did Sting and Darby Allen not make the save? Where were, yeah, the, I mean, where that... were the Briscoes? How did Johnny Gargano not debut? Yes, that was the one thing. I saw that in the main event, too. People were like, how did Johnny Gargano not debut? You don't need – honestly, I don't think you need Johnny Gargano in AEW. Dude, the it's probably AEW gonna happen. Fans have trashed every single one of Johnny Gargano's matches for the past how many years now? Since yeah, the incarnation of AEW. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a spectacular worker, but um, I don't know. I just he doesn't need to be in AEW. Yeah. So he's winning uh, the Royal Rumble. Damn it! You think so? No. no. Uh, Omos is winning the Royal Rumble. Let's uh, go. That's I don't think that, but. What happens if it happens? I'm not even going to watch Rumble. I don't even have Peacock. <laughs> I really don't think this. I I would be very shocked if Amos wins the Royal Rumble there. <laughs> Imagine. I can't. And then he faces Reigns. Reigns has to take down a giant. Perfect. <laughs> well, after that, we saw the acclaimed, and they spoke about John Moxley and uh, Rampage. It sets up for, yep. but it popped Bowen's me. For- yeah, it popped me big time. Obviously, Moxley's winning that match. I think this week's yeah. Rampage is like very, very heavily one-sided. Like you're walking in knowing exactly who's yeah for sure winning that. But but it's it's not like it's going to be squash matches. You know that Anthony Bowens and John Moxley is going to be an awesome match, right? No, yeah, but you don't you think it's going to be just a uh, whatever it is his double arm DDT and one two three? No, no. But uh, I really. They popped me big time with the uh, the Oscar Kakashka reference yes. because not once did I I think ever put that together. But you look at a picture of Oscar. <laughs> Somebody did a side by side of that. I, I popped. Yeah. After that, um, Smart Mark Sterling was backstage and he gave Julia Hart a contract because Jade chose her to be her opponent for Rampage. Well, it was it was a Griff Garrison and Julia Hart promo. And then Smart Mark Sterling interrupted. He says, guess what? He's got the neck brace on because we didn't even talk about it. John, John Silver giving him a brain buster on the floor. Living the gimmicks. Having that thing on a GCW. Having that thing on a, on uh, on Dynamite. Awesome. Yeah. He didn't record an MC True Long Island story with it, though. Uh, well, listen, brother. Mm. Well, Gotta live the say. gimmick, damn it. But, uh, yeah, so he, he was basically saying, uh, or did Griff Garrison say, make sure you read the fine print? Yeah, and then they said, yeah, make sure we, we, dot the, we dot the I's, we cross the T's. I thought he was getting Cleveland reference, do the lowercase J's. I, I'm not familiar. Um, Wayne's, Wayne's World reference. Oh, 
It's been yes. a, a hot minute since I've seen Wayne's World. Oh, great movie. I'm not worthy. You are. <laughs> you really are. But uh, Julia ends up signing the the contract. Did you happen to see the video that was released with her on the internet this week? No. Of her being blind in one eye? No. Oh, the one like from Sammy's blog where she's walking and she Brother, falls through a garbage that can? That was the dumbest... Like a garbage can, I can maybe understand, but the elevator? Did you see the screenshot that was found this week of Darby Allen on some show that was on like TLC or something? No. Uh, apparently, he was on a show that said, sex sent me to the hospital. Oh, I he think I like, heard about that. And he looks like a, a straight-up emo kid. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. But when Griff Garrison mentioned that fine print, she snapped at him, so... She might be changing. I think she might be joining the House of Black. Yeah, yeah. We, by the way, we, we didn't even talk about it. We had a great promo from the House of Black. Very well put together. Very well spoken. Brody King, very well spoken. So, yeah, I think I'm, that was uh, later in the night. And Pack and Death Triangle about to be humbled. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh-oh. After uh, that match, after that, we saw Layla Hirsch pick up the victory over Red Velvet, which I think went on too long. Okay. I, I think um, for Layla Hirsch being like the submission machine that she is. You think she should have just, boom, put her in the, you know, put her in the. Uh, well, not, 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 not necessarily like a one and done sort of thing, but. A little bit, che- a little bit of a cheaper win, you could say. I mean, she got cocky here. She did. She pulled the pin off of Red Velvet to lock in a submission, and then Red Velvet got to the rope. She eventually yeah. ends up using the tights to to win. Yes. And then afterwards, you have Layla still attacking Red Velvet. Chris Sandler <laughs> comes down and uh, makes the win. Dude, and then, and then Chris Satlander chases her up to the ramp and stops, and Jim Ross goes, I never understood this wall. And then uh, I forget who, uh, who, if it was Tony Schiavone or Excalibur saying, well, she's more concerned about checking on her friend. I don't know why Jim like threw that out there. He was like pissed off. About this what? The the imaginary wall that like they just like stop chasing their opponent. <laughs> oh, I didn't pick up on that. Sorry. But after that, Britt Baker came out and had a segment. She mentioned uh, another sport. Another baker. I'm not sure who she was talking to. I'm sure you were referring to. I forget which baker she was talking to. Is it uh, Cleveland? Cleveland. Who's is the it quarterback? A, is there? there a Mayfield or something? Baker Mayfield. Yes, Cleveland Browns. So she's trashing them Great, basically. Hell of a promo. And the fans just promo. sat there chanting for a football or whatever. And I wish she shut that down, and it didn't happen. Yeah. For me, I like Britt Baker. I thought this segment wasn't good, and I thought it was almost pointless. There wasn't hey, even any gotta... mention of her going through the table from, from last week. Yeah. That oh, set totally up fine. the main event. That did set up the main event, um, which was a Well, before that, Nyla Rose. Well, we lost, whatever. She well, wants Ruby Soho next week. It'll happen. Yeah. She posts pictures of herself playing in the snow in a bikini. Well, after that, yeah, the main event. Orange Cassidy picking up the victory over Adam Cole in a lights out match. match. Uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't a fan of the ending, but overall it was very fun. And, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, the, the, the biggest spot of the night, Adam Cole 
trying to get a steel chair, and he looks like he's having some, like, difficulty getting it out. Maybe it's underneath a, you know, a toolbox or whatever. Pulls it out, and who does he pull out with the steel chair? Danhausen! Danhausen is all elite, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, you know, I know we did markouts already four days ago, but this is my markout moment of the week. I legitimately... I fell asleep at the beginning of this match, and I woke up at 10.40 to, to Dave and our friend Sal just blowing up my phone. Oh, my God, Dan Housen, very <laughs> nice, very evil. Dan Housen's all elite. Oh, my God, that was amazing. You know what blew me away is the fact that they didn't have an AEW shirt ready to go for him, so I wonder how long before he knew he was going to be there. I don't know. I'm not too sure. But he signs, which is awesome. I like the fact that he cursed Adam Cole and he just like walks away and like he seems like waving people like, oh yeah, something that has it. <laughs> and then, yeah, so neither good. yeah, he didn't touch Adam Cole. Adam Cole didn't touch him. Orange Cassidy, they didn't interact or whatever. But the match continued. Adam Cole ends up blocking Orange Cassidy's punch with the ring bell, so that lowered the chances of maybe seeing an orange punch. But he eventually did hit that. But we they saw. told a great story with that because every time he tried to use that hand, he's like, oh, my God, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Psychology here. Uh, the For me, the worst Even, spots of this, you have the elite and the best friends come out to But that, that's been the, that's been the story that's been all about this is this big brooding rivalry between the, the super clique or whatever it is, the super elite, what they are now, and the best friends. They've had, you know, they were supposed to be that match at Rampage last week between the Bucks and Rapunky Vice. Also, Bobby Fish has maybe one of, if not the worst t-shirt that you might ever see in 2022. I don't even understand what it is. It's got curse words on it. Makes no sense. Really? Yeah. But uh, Cassidy used the Panama Sunrise. I like that. This match goes backstage. Adam Cole put Orange Cassidy through the table there. And um, Adam Cole ends up climbing the entranceway. I don't know if he was going to attempt to hit a Panama Sunrise up there. But when he goes and looks down, Orange Cassidy is no longer there. And he's magically right behind him. And Orange Cassidy hugged him off of the entranceway and through the stage. I thought it was cool. It's a cool spot. You know, it ends a, a blood feud. I don't know what you're talking about because I'm looking at this Red Dragon shirt that just has a, a red dragon. It's not a Red Dragon shirt. If you go to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. The Bobby Fish, the infamous Bobby Fish. Yeah. It's like one there of the newer no shirts. On there. What do you mean? There's, There's a new no shirt. Words. It's not the infamous Bobby Fish then. No, it's a Pro Wrestling Tees store. Okay, go continue while I look Featured new arrivals. We have a uh, brand new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, by the way. We have another new one? Yeah, it says Grizzled Pod Veterans. <laughs> Oh my god, you're such a mark. It says Queen S of F Mountain. Bobby Queen. Fish. Okay, there's no curse words on it. What do you mean? It's blo- It's bleeped out, but... Yeah, there it is. There's no swearing. Come on. I don't know what that, that means at all, but... Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark and Out. Get your Grizzled Pod Veterans t-shirt. We would greatly appreciate it. But I thought that, I thought it was great. I thought it was an outstanding front to back. It was a great AEW Dynamite. They're still giving us awesome content every single week, and they're giving us great wrestling. And it's not like and this is one thing that I like. I was thinking about this week is you have all these guys: the Daniel Bryan, the Brian Danielsons coming in, the Adam Coles, the Bobby Fishes. Who are you seeing get put over in these situations? The AEW guys. Your main event: Cody Rhodes, built up star. Who who went over? Sammy Guevara. Main event, Adam Cole just comes in off of NXT. Who gets the big win in a huge match? Orange Cassidy. 
Well, I mean, we've seen. I think it was Adam Cole got the the win the other week. Oh well, also too, and also too, like look at all of your champions right now. Are any of them ex WWE guys? No, they're all AEW talent, like homegrown AEW talents. World champion Adam Page, Britt Baker, Jurassic Express, Sammy Guevara, Jade Cargill. So uh, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, get all these." You know, uh, well, hold like, on. Oh, I don't know if I could necessarily call Adam Page homegrown. Well. He came into uh, and even yeah, even still, Britt like, Baker too. I don't know. I would Jade Cargill a hundred percent, but not even Sammy Guevara. I mean, well, were they on WWE programming beforehand? Well, I mean, technically, yep. one, one nope. of them was. But oh, shut. Okay, why? Was <laughs> in the crowd one time? No. What do you mean? She got squashed. That was Nia Jax's debut match. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> but still, was she like? No, she, no, she's WWE. not a former WWE superstar now. But again, I don't want to say she's like homegrown, but she definitely came into her own a lot more in AEW. So yes, one hundred and ten percent. And she's, uh, I mean, we said it on what was it three weeks ago, four weeks ago already. If what? not one of the best females of two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, a hundred and ten percent. Again, she didn't go over in her in that lights out match. Thunder Rose went over, but she got over. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. But right. uh, that is AEW Dynamite. Going to take a quick break right now. Hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shaved up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh. And you get a nick. You get a little cutsky there. And it stinks. It's no it- it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium... I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 573. 
Don't forget to go to manscaped.com. Use the code regardless. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Maybe uh, pick up the, the lawnmower 4.0. Perhaps you want some shampoo and conditioner, t-shirt, some boxers. Going to bring back Dave now. Dave, how are you doing? They're doing great and uh, ready to talk about some uh, pro wrestling, some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley opened Monday Night Raw with their weigh-in segment. And I said it last week, I hate these segments. And I'm glad that they got this out of the way because I don't like these segments. Yeah, but, I, I, I agree. I'm happy that this was the first thing on Monday Night Raw. Get it get it out of the way. But I have to say, I think because Brock was dressed the way he was, it wasn't a terrible segment. I don't know. I think Brock Lesnar being dressed like that completely <laughs> changed my attitude towards this segment. I'm like, I want that as a figure. I want that in the video game. But... First match of Monday Night Raw saw Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Queen Zelina. The pretty decent match. I think it could have been longer. Yeah, but it, it I, was basically. I, I don't know. Was, I like the length of it. Well, it was just showing off Bianca Belair's strength here, and sh- there was some Royal Rumble teasing. I liked Zelina Vega reversing that suplex into the stunner, and then the end of the match. I really liked that reversed. Bianca Belair like picked Zelina Vega up out of the code red and pulled her up to do the to do the uh the the KOD to pick up the victory. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I I agree with you and I like I like the the tease and the play into Royal Rumble a lot. It's going to be very exciting with Royal Rumble. But next yeah. up, you had Kevin Owens pick up the victory over Damian Priest. Uh, by disqualification, though, Damian Priest losing his cool in the corner. Um, this reminded me as that in that throwback where he got DQ'd, what, against The Miz? I believe um, it, it's that side of Damian Priest that, that we attitude. saw back then. And I thought this yeah. was a good match. That spinning wheel kick that Damian Priest did where it almost like took off Kevin Owens' head. I thought that was great. Kevin Owens faked an injury again. And Damian Priest was like, I don't care. And he tried to get a quick win over there by grabbing the tights. But Damian Priest got out of that and kept attacking Kevin Owens, like you said. And people booed. People booed Damian Priest here. I was surprised. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then and then Sonya Deville yelled at Damian Priest after that and told him to get his whatever it is under control, which I thought was pretty ironic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping to see a full turn of Damian Priest. Well, after that, we saw Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Dana Brooke pick up the victory over Nikki Ash, Carmella, and Tamina. All the women before this match cut Royal Rumble promos. And I don't think this match sucked, but nothing really happened here. Yeah, not not too much happened here. The thing I did like is all the promos that they did, were showing. Right. You know, I did like that with all of the promos that they were showing and stuff like that to hype up the Royal Rumble. That was always like a fun thing during, when, like as a kid, where they would just have the pop-up videos of the 
Royal Rumble competitors speaking about the Royal Rumble. So I did. I was a fan of that. But Rhea Ripley ends up winning the match by making Carmella tap out. And then Nikki Nikki A.S.H. attacked Rhea Ripley afterwards and walked away. She got out of there before anything else could happen. After that, we saw the Academic Challenge, round one of the Academic Challenge. I did not think it was going to be a weekly thing for right now. But this was a spelling bee. I think we have two more weeks of this. And... I used to watch the Spelling Bee every year, so I was excited to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but uh, a friend of a friend of mine and I used to watch the Spelling Bee every year. I think we used to like make fun of the kids, so that's... <laughs> Were you like testing yourself if they, like, your like if, the, if the kid like spelled something wrong and they'd like get like scared or something, I don't know. It was fun to watch. <laughs> nice nice yeah i thought that this was a lot of fun it was a fun segment um unfortunately I, I don't know otis spelled his, his word wrong and they still obviously they had to give it to him but yeah. uh i think it's mind-blowing that chad gable hasn't been given a mic like this before because he, it's he's phenomenal gable spelled his name his word wrong because kevin has an accent which i thought was funny but it led to Randy Orton challenging Chad Gable to a match. And Randy Orton goes on to pick up that victory over Chad Gable in a fantastic match. This is the longest Chad Gable match that we've had in months and maybe even years. I totally agree with you. I think that this match was a lot of fun. I mean, Gable and Orton was was awesome. I think Gable is just really showing us bits and pieces of what what he's capable of. Every single moment. We've seen this before. They have not let him get back to that NXT potential, in my opinion. Yeah. But Otis got up on the apron at one point, and Chad Gable took advantage of that. Otis took Matt Riddle out during this segment, which I thought was good. And then Randy Orton goes for that punt, and Chad Gable rolled out of the way and rolled right into an ankle lock. I thought that was great. And then Matt Riddle attacked Otis with the scooter, which distracted Chad Gable. And Randy Orton hit an RKO to win. And the crowd was very into this match, which was just like great to see a match with Chad Gable in 2022 where it's getting great crowd reception. I agree. This is something that's long overdue for him. Uh, they announced, uh, Matt Riddle announced the uh, the second challenge for the academic uh, challenge, which is a scooter race. Not how could to, this end up? Not sure how this is part of an academic challenge. It's probably named wrong, but uh, yeah, there's whatever. no, there's no like academic thing that I could think of. That I mean, obviously, the only thing I could think of is that they're gonna have scooters on the outside of the ring and have to go around the ring, right? That's probably what it'll be. But I think. They were even in the original announcement of this, they they name dropped Billy Madison. So I think they were trying to do like the academic decathlon sort of thing. Yeah. But but, uh, an academic challenge is, I think, specifically just like spelling and quizzes and whatnot. So, yeah. But no, I don't really care. I know there were people that complained about this uh, academic challenge segment. I thought it was hilarious. I thought. This like this showed why Chad Gable deserves to be where he is and and higher. Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with it. 
after that, well, except for Otis accidentally spelling his... <laughs> I didn't see anything else wrong with it. <laughs> right. But after that, Alexa Bliss had another doctor segment, and she said that Lily was always there for her since she was six years old. Lily showed up one day after she was being bullied, and Alexa Bliss was knocked unconscious, and when she woke up, uh, I guess the bullies were gone. Um... If I'm not mistaken, did Alexa Bliss not tell us once before that her mother got her Lily? Um, I don't know if I'm I'm uh, misremembering that or what. That I don't know, but I feel like you with her character, she's able to change the story multiple times. Right. You know. And it still maybe seems like we'll see a physical form of her soon. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, like a human physical form, not a doll physical form. Yeah. And do you think that it's going to be Royal Rumble time? I don't know. I don't think that that was enough time to develop the character. Yeah. After that, we saw Austin Theory and Mr. McMahon backstage. And Austin Theory asked Vince McMahon for a later number in the Royal Rumble. And then Vince was like, why would I have any influence over that, pal? And then he moved on to AJ Styles being Austin Theory's opponent for Monday Night Raw, and he told him to bring back a really good selfie, and uh, or that he better bring back a, a really good selfie, I think. Almost like a threat. But we saw AJ Styles pick up the victory over Austin Theory. Um, really a phenomenal match here, and I don't mean that to be a pun. Mm-hmm. I liked Austin Theory stopping the first phenomenal forearm that AJ was going for. AJ obviously eventually hit it and, and used it to win. But given recent history on Monday Night Raw, this match and Chad Gable versus Randy Orton, to me, had no business being on Monday Night Raw. I thought they were very well done. Hey, I am all for them being on Monday Night Raw. You know, I'm yeah, all for I'm all for those matches appearing on Raw. I think it's I'm not a, against it. I'm saying, given the the state of what we've seen recently, yeah, those two matches were like pay per view quality. In my oh, opinion. without a doubt. I mean, not to say that Kevin Owens and Priest wasn't either. It's just mm-hmm. that ending was not what I was hoping for. But yeah. after that, we had a Becky Lynch and Dewdrop interview. They were split screen. Different rooms. Becky Lynch spoke about how she paved the way for Dewdrop, and she expected a thank you from her. And then Dewdrop basically just saying that she'll get her gratitude. She'll show her gratitude when she gets respect. And then Dewdrop's like, I'm fed up. She leaves where she was, goes to where Becky Lynch was, and attacked her. And then it led to a, a pull-apart gimmick. Yeah, it's, I, thought, I, I thought it was a fine way to have them both on raw for this i thought so too i thought that that was fine what do you think about do you think like i saw everything coming up with uh the name change do you think dewdrop's gonna be dropped i don't i don't see why it would need to yeah i don't know i hope it will at some point but i just hope that it makes sense when they do um when they do drop yeah when they do drop (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Next up, <laughs> Sorry, you had, had the mis- yeah right. Next up, you had the Mysterios pick up the victory over Street Profits. Um, I was a fan of this match. Nice action. I like the yeah. end. 
Yeah, Angelo Dawkins prevented that double 619 from happening. And then Rey Mysterio went for a normal pin. and Or not a normal pin, a normal um, 619. And Montez Ford caught him and put him up onto his shoulders. And then Rey Mysterio rolled through that with a pin to pick up the victory. And I thought that was a really nice finish to the match. I agree. I agree. I liked at the end where you had even Dominic try to uh, eliminate Rey Mysterio. Yeah, he tried to throw him out, and Rey Mysterio held on and and put Dominic out of the ring, and then Montez Ford threw Rey Mysterio over, and then Dawkins dumped Montez Ford out, and then the Dirty Dog showed up and dumped uh, Angelo Dawkins out of the ring, and it led to all of them brawling. Yeah, out of nowhere. Speaking of out of nowhere, on WWE.com, the Dirty Dogs were being interviewed, and it got cut off by L. A night. Late night. So maybe we'll see him in the Raw Rumble this year. Could be. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised if that happened. No. After that, Seth Rollins appeared, basically just setting up that Seth Rollins is going to be on SmackDown. So I'll talk about that later on. (laughs) (laughs) And then the end of Monday Night Raw saw Maurice's birthday celebration, which uh, didn't necessarily go how everyone expected it to there was a giant gift in the ring clearly enough room for a human to be in it and everyone thought oh clearly edge is gonna be in there or clearly beth phoenix is gonna be in there yeah and someone is Miz, Miz is like i didn't get this gift for you i thought you got this for me and maurice is like why would i get this for you i didn't get this for you So Miz had one of his security guards open it, and it turned out to be the brick that Maurice had in her purse and hit Beth Phoenix with, which I thought was a good swerve to have that there. I agree with you. I think that it was a perfect, perfect place for it to come into play, and it was fun. I like how they teased the entire nobody jumping out of the cake, too. Yeah, and the Miz had everybody sing happy birthday and missed his cue. (laughs) And Maurice, like, trying to hold back that smile. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But Edge and Beth Phoenix end up cutting it off, and they take out the security. They end up hitting the heart attack on one of the, the security guards. They hit the 3D, and then Edge powerbombed one of them onto the cake. I think it was one of the, uh, what was it, the boys? The boys? Yeah, from uh, Dalton Castle. Oh, that I, I don't know. Them. I'm not sure. But that was that was Monday Night Raw. I know I said they've done like enough of those like Miz TV segments and uh, the Cutting Edge and and stuff. That one wasn't terrible. I liked the whole swerve thing with the brick. So yeah, yep, yep. And again, you're not gonna have uh, Edge wrestling or Beth Phoenix wrestling before their pay per view match. No, not at all. But moving over to NXT, we find out that NXT Vengeance Day is scheduled for. The 15th of February, that is the next big date in uh, NXT live shows. Wow. Um, first match, though, saw MSK pick up the victory over Jacket Time to advance in the Dusty Cup. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I, obviously, I wasn't expecting Jacket Time to win this. I was hoping that they would. Nah, I definitely, you, there's no way I was expecting that. But it was a very entertaining match. Yeah. I agree. It After was definitely that, entertaining. Legato, what? I, it was definitely entertaining. 
I, I just really, I don't know. I wanted to see Jack time. Well, Legato cut their celebration off afterwards, and it led to their own segment where Santos Escobar spoke about Braun Breaker and how people mock him because of his family. And they said that he'll be a big star. And then he compared himself to Braun Breaker and basically said that he despises how fast Braun Breaker got to NXT and won the championship before him. And then Braun came out, told him, issue a challenge. Legato goes to attack him. Breaker takes both of them out. And then later on, Santos Escobar questioned whether or not Braun Breaker could find some friends to face Legato. And Legato's like, you know what? Maybe we'll stay a little later than we were planning to. And at the end of the show, they pulled up on Braun Breaker. And it was Tommaso Ciampa who showed up to back them off. Which sets up Legato Del Fantasma versus Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. Good setup for everything. Yeah. So he does have friends. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. After that, Solo Sokoa picked up the victory victory over Boa in a no-DQ false count anywhere match. I liked I I loved uh, Solo Sokoa's face paint. Yeah, very similar to Yumanga. Yeah, paint homage. Uh, I, uh, there was a a clip going, not a clip, a, a picture that went, I guess, somewhat viral this week. Uh huh. Where I think it was the the WWE Fox account or so some account pointed it out, saying uh, homage to or, or Solo Sokoa with homage or whatever, and someone responded, "It's not." It's Umaga, not U- homage. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I thought that was funny. But that, uh, yeah, this funny. was, I thought it was a, a good match. I like I, the backstage yeah. stuff with the garage door where, uh, I, who, who was the one that flew into it? I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Boa or, or Solo that like flew into it and dented the door. And then... Solo went outside, and when it came time to try to open that garage door, Boa really had to, like, pull it open because of the dent. So I thought that was cool. But Solo ends up hitting an Uso splash through a table ringside off the top turnbuckle to pick up that victory. And uh, I was I was a fan of this match. Yeah, I think that they both delivered, you know. I think they both delivered for sure. After that, Imperium had their own promo, and I guess now Gunter Gunter. explained that he had taken the name to pay tribute to his grandfather, who introduced him to professional wrestling. I could only imagine what the Twitterverse said about all that. (laughs) At least they gave him some sort of, like, reason why they changed his name. Yeah. But Malcolm Bivens ends up later on running down Imperium. And spoke about the Creeds winning the Dusty Classic. And also challenged Imperium to a six-man tag. So we'll see if that happens. I don't know if I think it might be set up for next week already. So we shall see. Yeah. After that, Duke Hudson picked up the victory over Guru Raj. And Raj got literally nothing in here. No, just a spotlight fest for uh, Hudson. Yeah, he beat the heck out of him. Which, I mean, expected, you know. 
Hudson coming back uh, onto TV recently, so understandable. Yeah, and Dante Chen came out afterwards and let him know. He was like, I'm not like you. I'm actually going to let you know that I'm going right now to the ring to attack you. And then he went to the ring to attack him, and they brawled. It was broken up, but Hudson ends up taking out Chen's previously injured leg. Yeah, but next up you had Persia Parada, Andy Hartwell, and go for it. Kaylee Ray picking up a victory over Toxic Attraction. This match, I was a fan of. I, I really liked all the interactions with everyone. Uh, Persia Parada has been really a standout for me recently. Definitely, but in the match, Kaylee Ray uh, finally gets to Mandy. That was like a story throughout the whole match. And she ends up chasing her around with a baseball bat. This took them backstage. Um, but I, I thought it was a nice ending to the match. I agree. I didn't have a problem with it at all. No. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez was working out, and Cora Jade tried to, again, get her to be her partner for the Dusty Classic. And, again, Raquel said no, and Cora wants to, tr- like, prove it to her. Raquel said no, and... Cora went to kind of slap her and it got caught, but it seems like they're going to end up being partners, right? I think it's and it, I think it's heading into that direction. I think the writing's on the wall. Well, so. next match, Dusty Classic. Grizzle Young veterans pick up the victory over Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward to advance. Uh, I liked Andre Chase using the bionic elbow in this to show. Uh, pay a little tribute to Dusty Rhodes. True, true. Bodie, I'm, I'm I just happy that they're decent moves in. I'm just happy Grizzled Young Vets won. Yeah, um, I think I, they I, have to take it this year, dude. If they, I was just about to say, if they do not take it this year, that is going to be such a disappointment. Big disappointment. You and know? Then hopefully they beat Imperium for the titles. Yeah, I can see it. I would love but it. But Bodie, he had some uh, some interesting like football esque splash moves here. I thought that was a nice touch for his gimmick. Um, but yeah, hopefully, Grizzly Young veterans make it to the finals and win. Yeah. After the match, Von Wagner attacked Bodie and Andre Chase, and Robert Stone gives him a jacket, and they align. He aligns with Robert Stone. Robert Stone found his man. It was only a matter of time Robert Stone was going to find his man. Yeah. And then uh, Grayson Waller spoke about the restraining order that he has against L.A. Knight. (laughs) Also said that he'll be waiting for him, and Sanga will be waiting for him. So that's Gurjar's new name. Ah. Yeah. Um, Earlier in the night, though, we saw Io Shirai and Zoe Stark where... Zoe was telling EO that she was not going to be ready to be back in time for the, the dusty classic and that EO should find herself a new partner. And EO's like, I don't want a new partner. And Zoe starts like, Oh, I knew you liked me, blah, blah, blah. And then Tiffany Stratton showed up and trash talked EO Shirai about beating her up later on. And EO Shirai ends up defeating Tiffany Stratton. And I think this match Wait, was is this... 
much better than her TV debut match. I agree. I'm. I'm. What do you think about Stratton's like taking a loss right now? I. I. There's. That's perfectly fine. The way it's played off is perfectly fine to me. Yeah, I hear and you. Everybody. I don't really dude, mind it. So many people complained after her debut match on NXT, and it's like, a they clearly don't watch 205 Live, and mm-hmm. b. Here they give her a match with Io Shirai, and Io got a, a a decent match out of her. I agree. I thought that it was a fine match. I think Stratton, um, I think that she's going to continue to improve. Um, I, I hope and they that continue. She uses the the gymnastic stuff in her move set too, and I like that. Yeah, I mean it's her background. She has to. Yeah, you know it's as if. Chad Gable didn't do a uh, like a a single leg uh, takedown or something, right? You know it wouldn't make sense. It fits into the entire persona. Embrace that past. Um, but do you think Io Shirai will end up being in the Dusty Classic? I I could see it. Like that's what I don't know if. Like if we see, like I don't know if we'll see Oscar in the Raw Rumble. Uh huh. But maybe we could see Asuka end up being her tag team partner in the Dusty Classic, and then they end up winning interesting the tournament. Interesting. The thing I don't see is like Asuka coming back into the Royal Rumble. If she, I mean, if she does, and making a huge statement. If Asuka returns in the Royal Rumble, she has to win it. So that's why I don't necessarily see her. In my opinion, at least, she'd have to win it. Yeah. So that's why I don't see her. Yeah, I I could agree with that. In there, that's why I would rather see her show up to be Io Shirai's tag team partner. Yeah, I think we've seen them tag before. Um, they were both champions, yeah. so yeah, I could see that. But after that, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams introduced Ollie J, who performed, um, I guess the music for a hype video between a match for Cameron Grimes and Tony D'Angelo. It was definitely an interesting approach that they took for that. Not really the approach I would have taken. Yeah, I don't know if this was necessary. <laughs> it didn't look like she, like, it looked like she was bored, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it didn't entertain me. It didn't do anything for me. It was a, I would have rather them given more time somewhere else. No, but that. it wasn't. We weren't going to get more time for anything else. They were doing a video package for Cameron Grimes and Tony D'Angelo and their feud. I don't think it was needed, though. Well, I mean, the the live performance I don't think was needed. Yeah, but exactly. I, wouldn't have, I don't the, think the whole the live video beforehand only added to this match. But Cameron Grimes ends up picking up the victory over Tony D'Angelo to become the number one contender for the North American Championship in a way that I was completely not expecting. Pete Dunne showed up, whacked Tony with the, a cricket bat, and... Throws him back in the ring, and Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in to pick up the victory. And fans were super into this match. Yeah, I'm happy that Grimes picked up the victory, and obviously this is going to elongate uh, Tony and uh, Pete in their feud. Yeah, and I thought we were going to see Tony D'Angelo pick up the victory here, but yeah. definitely. I, I just I completely like forgot about Pete Dunne there. Yeah, 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 the Pete Dunne effect. Yeah, but that was NXT moving over to NXT UK, which opens up with D Familia picking up the victory over Gallus in a really good three on three tag match. 
I can't continue to, or I can't say enough how good Charlie Dempsey is. He ends up winning the match for the team by making Wolfgang tap out. I also really hope that Gallus is finally in 2K22. It seemed like Wolfgang should have been in years ago and just like was left out for some reason. Yeah, they just but, forgot him. I mean, he's been yeah. doing this for such a long time already. Yeah, and I mean, from the start of seeing his, like, I didn't know him prior to WWE, but as soon as I saw him in WWE, I was a big fan, so. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be in. Uh, but later on, Nathan Fraser was being interviewed, and DeFamilia interrupted him, and some words were exchanged between Nathan and Teoman, so I assume we'll see sort of some sort of singles match there, perhaps. Ginny picked up the victory over Amel, and for me, it's matches like this that prove that I can say that WWE has the best women's division in all of wrestling. I thought it was a good match. It ended with Ginny cheating to get uh, the win. Her legs were up on the ropes, and... I don't know if it's true or not. There's rumors of Ginny and Walter supposedly being a couple. So I thought that they were a couple for a while. I, I'm not sure, but it makes me wonder now that Walter's over here, maybe we're going to see Ginny in the Raw Rumble. Maybe we're going to see Ginny in NXT over here soon. Interesting. Yeah. Um, next week, Mako Satamora and Blair Davenport have a Japanese street fight for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I don't know how that differs from a normal street fight, but Mako Satamora is somebody else that I can see maybe being in this year's Rumble. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. I'm almost certain she was in the United States, so I don't know if she is anymore or what the deal is, but main event saw Ilya Dragunov picking up the victory over Jordan Devlin to retain the NXT champion NXT UK championship in an empty arena match. And it was interesting that it was done in an empty arena, but it was a very hard hitting match. It was a long match too. I think it was maybe like 20 minutes or so. And they went all over the studio for this match Devlin ends up zip-tying Ilya's hands together. And Ilya still ends up getting out of the way of a move, knees him in the face, and hits the, the torpedo Moscow off the steel steps while his hands are behind his back. And he picks up the victory off of that. So we already know we saw in the trailer for 2K22 that Ilya's uh, torpedo Moscow was shown off. So hopefully he'll, he'll be in the game. And uh, I enjoyed that match. But that's NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. It opened up with Charlotte Flair trashing the Kansas City Chiefs. They were in Kansas City. She also ran down the Royal Rumble. Shayna Baszler came out, which I literally had no idea it was Shayna Baszler because they changed her music for some reason. And then Aaliyah came out, which brought Natty out, Shotzi Blackheart. And then finally, Sasha Banks made her return after three weeks of being out with a quote-unquote injury. Um, that news site said that she'd be out for up to eight weeks or whatever, or six to eight weeks. But she ends up slapping 
Charlotte Flair and everyone brawled, and then Sasha dumped Charlotte over the top rope. First match of the evening saw Ridge Holland and Sheamus pick up the victory over Cesaro and Ricochet. Sheamus, before the match, gave Ridge Holland a mask to wear to protect his nose. Similar, it might have been the same one that Sheamus had, I'm not sure. But the mask broke during the match, so it looked like it was pretty difficult for Ridge Holland to see stuff during the match. But I liked the the interaction between Sheamus and Cesaro here. And I thought it was a really great knee from Sheamus to Ricochet. But Ridge Holland ends up headbutting Cesaro using that mask and then hit his finisher to pick up the victory. After this, Naomi picked up the victory over Sonya Deville. Before the match backstage, Sonya tried to force the referee into calling the match her way, I guess. And this was her first singles match since SummerSlam 2020. She did have a handicapped tag match with Shayna Baszler against Naomi back in October. But I don't know if we could really count that as uh, her wrestling because she really didn't. But I liked Sonya Deville hitting the eye of the hurricane off the apron here. I really liked Naomi's springboard reverse stunner that she did from the corner. And then... Sonya Deville used the show 10 again, which she used a few times as her finisher back in 2019, but this time it didn't finish the match. And I was just happy to see that she was still using that move because I think it's a great move, but she ends up trying to take out Naomi's eyes only to have Naomi recover. She hits the rear view and the split legged moonsault to pick up the victory. And then afterwards, Naomi spoke about winning the Raw Rumble And Sonya Deville came back out in her jacket and announced a special entrant to go along with Naomi in this Raw Rumble, and that being herself. Maybe we'll see Cameron come out during the Raw Rumble and help Naomi take out Sonya Deville. We'll see. After that, we had the insane segment where Jinder, Mahal, and Shanky were the guests It's now a live podcast. And Sammy was basically saying nobody knows who Johnny Knoxville is. And then Jinder said that Jackass is pretty huge in India. And then Rick Boogs and Shinsuke cut it off. Nakamura kicks Sammy Zayn in the face. And if you ask me, I think Jinder Mahal and Shanky came off his faces in that segment. And then they had to be heels in the match. But Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura picked up the victory over Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Boogs ended up getting Shanky off his feet. He got him up for a vertical suplex, which was impressive. He actually got him up for his pump handle slam finish also to end the match, which was, I think, very impressive. Uh, After that, New Day picked up the victory over Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Before the match backstage, they said Biggie was back on SmackDown. I think they meant permanently. I'm not 100% sure, but it's always nice to see New Day team. And I thought it was a decent tag match. I really didn't like that Michael Cole kept saying that it was, it's been 18 months since we've seen Biggie and Kofi tag up because, I, I mean, he was probably meaning just the two of them, but we literally saw all three of them team at Extreme Rules in September. So, but it was a good main event. 
To close out SmackDown, we saw Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins face-to-face, and Roman Reigns brought up how it would have been embarrassing for the Usos to lose to Seth Rollins, and that's why he got involved. And then Seth Rollins was like, well, then you should be the one that brought shame to the family, basically alluding to pinning Roman Reigns multiple times. And Roman told him he's living in the past. He's talking about present. And Rollins basically said that he's to thank for all of what Roman Reigns has now due to that sh- the chair shot on the shield. And Roman Reigns said that he'll never forgive Seth Rollins for that. And Seth finally got to Roman Reigns. Reigns pushed him, goes to leave, and then goes for a Superman punch behind Seth Rollins' back. And Rollins saw it coming, he ducked, and then left. And I thought it was a really entertaining segment, a really good uh, ending to SmackDown. So that's SmackDown moving over to the Royal Rumble, taking place in St. Louis, Missouri, at the Dome at America's Center. Uh, You got to have Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Miz and Maurice. I'm going to say Edge and Beth Phoenix are taking that victory. Becky Lynch and Dewdrop will be facing off for the Raw Women's Championship. Going to say Becky Lynch for the Universal Championship with the Usos banned from ringside. Roman Reigns defending the title against Seth Rollins. I think Roman Reigns is walking out still champion. For the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar is defending the title against Bobby Lashley. I got to assume it's Brock Lesnar. 30-man Royal Rumble. That is a tough call. I know, uh, I mean, prior to SmackDown, I would have thought it was going to be Big E, but maybe it'll be AJ Styles. I think I'm going to stick with, mm, I'm going to stick with Big E here. I would love to see Kevin Owens win it though. But for the Women's Royal Rumble, I'm going to say Bailey returns and, and wins it. A lot could happen there, but uh, very much so looking forward to the Royal Rumble. And those are my predictions. Hey, Chris, got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yes, I do. Um, I have independent wrestling TV, IWTV. Um, it's a outstanding streaming service. Um, I don't I don't have Peacock anymore, so I've been going back and I've been watching a lot of old catalogs to stuff. I've been watching a lot of old CCW, and I've been watching one of my favorite promotions, Chikara. And I went back and I watched a match from that we were actually at, and I saw all three of us on the screen, including Brandon, without a mask on. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ultramantis Black versus Colt Cabana from Chikara's Into the Spider's Den at the NYWC Sportatorium. Fun match. It's classic Colt Cabana wrestling there. And I all recommend that you go uh, get independent wrestling TV. Because not only do they have old back catalogs, they have live streams of AIWs on there. Um, Beyond Wrestling, I know, has a big show coming up with Biff Busick's going to be on it. Matt Cardona versus Ricky Shane Page. Um... Ah, who else? I think Lefisto is facing Masha Slamovich. I might be wrong, but uh, go check it out. She's 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 a name that I've been hearing a lot of. Who? Uh, Slamovich. Masha Slamovich. She's in Impact now, but she's you know made her 
self very well known within the past year, year and a half, I want to say, for, you know, being like a, I don't want to say a blood and guts wrestler, because she's done like, she's had, she had a match with Atticus Kogar at Beyond Wrestling, I think a month and a half ago, Mm -hmm. which was very bloody, but she's, you know, she's going to be that next breakout female star on the independence and, you know, somewhat televised uh, TV. Sweet. Yeah. So go check it out. And Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey, old Kermit the Frog here, and you're listening to Brandon's shout-outs. Yay! The first shout-out, we spoke about it earlier, goes to the 2000 Raw Rumble because that was what was covered on the first episode of Marking Out. The 2000 Raw Rumble? The 2011. Did I say 2000? You sure did. The 2000 Raw Rumble was a lot better than 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Although 2011, it was like it was the first and only 40 man Rumble, but yeah, um, the the street fight between Cactus Jack and Triple H at Royal Rumble 2000, and the the Hardys and Dudleys. How do you spit yeah. that off of the top of your head? What? Because he'd rather be thinking about that than the 2011 Royal Rumble. I, yeah, like, but like, if like, you spit... 2011 was a good Rumble, though. If you... I, I wish I was at the 2000 Royal Rumble. That's literally one of my favorite um, setups that they ever had. I don't know. The if... old MSG entranceway. If you spit With out... the like... car dangling. That is a yeah. cool one. If you spit out, like, a, a pay-per-view to me and stuff like that, I have no clue who was even featured on it at all. It's very rare, though, but, like, that's a famous match. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Kurt Angle versus Taz is another Taz, famous match the show. in that as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. But the next shout-out, as Chris also mentioned at the beginning of the show, goes to Dolph Ziggler. Because that's literally the first person I, I guess, kind of spoke about on Mark Mount. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I wasn't on the show at that point, like Chris said, but y'all welcomed me. And then the last shout-out goes to... And then he took to... over the show. Yeah, now it's your show. Yeah, now shout out though. And now now Ziggler's going to be going to AEW. So there you go. No, that's not even an accurate. You heard it. You heard it here first. It's an accurate. No. Last shout out goes to Rascal Flatts, Luke Bryan, and Chris Young. I know that sounds random, but that is the yeah concert that Dave and I went to the night of the very first episode that I appeared on. And I remember. Oh, that's right. That's why Brandon was there. Yeah, I remember going to Chris's house so Dave My could apartment. record marking out. And then uh, that small one bedroom apartment. And then after um after we recorded, Dave and I went back to his place and I drove around a parking lot in a car until we went to the Coliseum for the concert. Nice. <laughs> Good times, so, good times. Yeah, you know, my, that was a my that was a good now the Coliseum's the, the Nassau Live Center or whatever it's called, right? The, the Nassau Coliseum. What do you mean? It's they not. It's now called like, yeah. It's not the you whatever it is. The uh, it's like the Staples Center. I'm not calling it Crypto.com Arena. I'm calling it the Staples Center. No, it's called, it's like the Nassau Live Center. Oh wow! I was there over the ho- I was there over the holidays because I was you know they were giving out those free COVID tests. And, mm-hmm. You know. Homie over here who's uh, boosted and double vaxxed uh, doesn't want to take any chances. By the way, you guys could get your boosters. Get wear masks. Boost up. All that stuff. Boost up. Um, and I was looking. I'm like, it's called something different now because I guess what the NYCB. NYCB. Yeah. It, yeah. It just uh, says they, it's the Nassau Coliseum. I don't see any. Let's take a ride by there again. Oh, actually, no, it does. It says NassauLiveCenter.com. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's called. Not yeah. calling it that. 
<laughs> Clont, the Nassau Veteran Memorial Coliseum. It's really fun. It's really cool when you think about how many cool memories we have of like going there for wrestling events and everything. Not even wrestling events. Like I went to my first concert by myself that I lied to my mom about when I saw Rage Against the Machine in 1999. We said our friend Mike's uncle was taking us. That was a bold-faced lie. That's that's really cool. Who opened? Um, Gangstar and at the drive-in, who then turned into the Mars Volta. Ah, okay. Yeah. Very cool. What a... Yeah, I just... I still have the image in my head when they played Killing in the Name of, and they put all the house lights on, and the entire floor of the Nassau Coliseum was just jumping up and down in unison. I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, is be a rock and roll star. And then I just failed miserably. You did not fail miserably. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Well, I didn't take it as serious as I should. Hey, never... Because there was other things in my life. Never never too late. Never too late. Yeah, I'll be like Lamb of God. Or I'll be like the Dave Batista of the heavy metal world and get into it like 50. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, you never never God. say never. All right, Justin. <laughs> you know what? I think my first concert at the Coliseum might have been Kings of Leon. Nice. Really? My first concert, like... Yeah, I had free tickets. My na- Well, my neighbor won tickets and then... The one that I went with you? Yeah, I think my first concert at Nassau Coliseum. Not my first concert, but... I can't recall going to a concert before 2009 at at the Coliseum. I feel like wow. I feel like my I oh man. I feel like my first I was, concert. I was a Westbury guy. Yeah, Westbury. I feel like my first concert at Nassau was Taking Back Sunday, I think, and Angels and Airwaves. Oh god. Yeah. Obviously, I mean Islander games and yeah. And uh wrestling. Oh my god. I went to so I went to unbelievable at my 30th birthday, Sal had an extra ticket two days after to an Islanders game in the playoffs against the Capitals. It's still one of the best sporting experience I've ever had in my life. Because, like, 20 seconds into overtime, John Tavares scores a goal. And that place, you can feel it shaking. And everybody just bum-rushed out of the Coliseum. And it was just like people were laying on their horns. We laid on the horn from the Coliseum to my house. People were, you could hear people just honking their horns all over the place. It was unbelievable. Like live hockey is something like you can't put a, a, a price on. Mm-hmm. I haven't been which is, to one in a while. We have to get to like a, another event at some point soon. I, I think the last hockey game was the one I went with you. I went to an uh, Islanders game, uh, Islanders playoff game against the Bruins last year. Pops got uh, my father's company, the Islanders, trying to like court him to get like uh, season tickets. So they gave him like VIP seats. They gave him like open bar. So I was just drinking Molson ices all night. It was great. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, like National Coliseum wrestling wise, like I was at the Great American Bash when you know Ryder and Hawkins won the tag team titles for the first time. That's yeah. There. Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, no, I, I think that's awesome. Like the. Like, I feel like I, th- those are one of the things where sometimes I need to look back at the results to be like, oh, yeah, I did see that. Um, you know, so some of the things that I remember from, like, one of my f- my first wrestling event was at Nassau Coliseum, and I saw... Oh, yeah, so was mine. It was a house show. Dave Ooh. saw Bruno San Martino in the main event against Ivan Golov. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> the crowd went crazy for Bruno, you know? Really? No, 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 no. no. What are you, okay. Be? No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't put put a pair. <laughs> who was who was like, on your house show? Like the seventies. What house show? The one that you the. Live I, I don't honestly. I literally do not remember. I remember I went to a house show when I was very young. Um, getting emails about stuff that I have to do tomorrow. Um, 
That's cool. Like, one of the, like, I mean, the one that I went to as a kid, it was back in, like, 1992. I, I remember seeing, like, it was, like, Ric Flair versus Warrior. Yeah, no, mine was all, mine had to have been, like, the Bret Hart era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. The very first show for wrestling-wise at the Coliseum was uh, 2001 for me. was Monday Night Raw. Nice. That's cool. I never went to a Monday uh, – yeah, I did because we, I went to that Monday Night Raw where Cena had the open challenge and Matt came out with Entourage, which was cool. That was the quote-unquote last ever show at the Coliseum, I believe. That, oh, yeah. I'm looking at the T-shirt right now. Wow. That one, yeah, the, the, in 74. the 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 two thousand one oh, oh. Monday Night Raw I that I remember the like the most that I remember from that was uh, Chris Jericho and William Regal in a steel cage. Wow, that's a that's a that's a main event. So uh, uh, speaking of Nassau Coliseum, it wasn't a main event. Islanders, Clark Gillies passed away. Our condolences go out to him. Yeah. Power forward, won four Stanley Cups with the Islanders during that uh, heyday. Damn shame. Yeah. Very sad. So. And young, right. too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It kind of stinks. So, um, yeah. So but, yeah, Nassau, those are... We those went are... for Brandon shout-outs to go into Nassau Coliseum <laughs> yeah. memories. Take, take, in, yeah, take in the list. My... Take uh, in, but the one thing we can say is the tailgating in the Nassau oh. Coliseum parking lot. That was the best. Like, you get there early. You don't have to pay the, the parking fee. You go in the back parking lot. Yeah. The one that's right by Nassau Community College. And there was that they had the little island right there in the middle. You could put a barbecue right there. Oh man! What I, I used think to... the only time I ever tailgated was with you guys when we went to that RAW. Oh, I thought it was a SmackDown. I think it was SmackDown. Uh, actually, yeah, it was SmackDown. Yeah, because I remember we like ran deep that. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of the things that I do wiffle love... ball in the, the lot. Wiffle ball. Yeah. We had a barbecue going. I I love going to the Marriott after the event to Shoot. see if you can get a glimpse of a wrestler. I always thought Mark. like. Well, like, as a kid and stuff, that was so, like, just your adrenaline pumping. And just to get a look at one of these wrestlers outside of the ring, it was such a surreal experience. Well, remember that house show we went to? Where we went to, like, legitimately sit and eat food? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite story. And, it, like, you know, there's this big altercation between Randy Orton and some guy that's... And then Dave just, like, goes over nonchalantly and goes, Is that guy messing with you? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, and then Randy Orton's like, "You guys have been respectful, thank you." We're like, uh-huh, "Okay, bye." <laughs> that's one of the things I wish that we did take a picture though, too. You know that know. that would have been a cool picture to go with the story. Well, also too, like those, like that, like what was that, two thousand nine ish? I want to say, like you couldn't get pictures with wrestlers if you were like out. Now it's like, like last weekend I went to a brewery and the brewer was there and I took a picture with him. Mm -hmm. Like now it's like kind of acceptable to kind of do that stuff more. Uh, Well, I mean, back in 2009, people were doing that at the hotel regardless. I know that's too. Of course. Do you remember, do you remember that after when we were in champs after, I think that's, that was that one SmackDown when we all had the sign and, uh, I forget who said it. It might've been Juan or something was like said to a Ryan, like, Oh, say, say hi to Zack Ryder for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. All right, so, yeah, yeah Bra- those, uh, those are my shout-outs. Uh, shout now it's time Calcium for Ow. Ow. Mark out moment of the week. That 
is right. Our mark out moment of the week. I don't think anything is going to top Matt Cardona and Chelsea from GCW. Yeah, it was it was pretty fantastic. Like I marked the absolute hell out that Chelsea Green had the ECW rider one legged yeah, tights on. Because Matt said they were paying respects to ECW originals. Yeah, that's an ECW original. And then Matt's gear, he had the the flannel in tribute to Mick Foley. Obviously, we can't say what was on the back of the flannel. Did you see? So somebody posted a video of like backstage, like right as Matt goes out, and Virgil was standing right there, <laughs> and he goes, no. "Hey man, look at this flannel. It says F Mick Foley." <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh uh, and God, then and great. then obviously the Sandman mix of when the lights go down by Downstate was absolutely incredible. Yeah, everything, everything that went on in that match, I pop for things left and right. Brian dressing up as Edge, I pop via for that. one night, no one night stand. Yeah, and then obviously Vincent, <laughs> <laughs> Vincent coming out as Vince. Yeah, but uh, so was... I, for me, nothing's gonna top that for mm-hmm. this week's episode yeah, at least. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good mark. Yeah. You know, for for me, I marked out for the newest episode of Peacemaker and. I haven't watched it yet. I just I'm caught up on the book of Boba Fett. I okay. Uh, it's all right. I mean, he loves Boba Fett. Apparently, loves animals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Would is not... Boba Fett not an animal? No, he's a person. He shot. He shot what? at Chewbacca though. Wait, Boba Fett's a human. Yeah. Did you Did you watch he's, Mandalorian? He's, he's never I seen don't anything. Watch Star Wars. Yeah. I did not oh, yeah, know right. Boba Fett was a human. I thought so Boba like Fett was like movie. a. A, mon- a green guy, I don't know. Yeah, you're Jar-Jar correct. Binks. You're correct. He's Boba Fett is a big, large, slimy guy that he held Han Solo uh, captive. Boba, wait, Fett. what, Brandon? I mean, what, Dave? Really? No, no, no. I think no. he's like messing with me, brother. I think he is messing with yeah. you. Boba yeah. Fett is a bald guy. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, no, like you, no. You that's just like a retired UFC fighter. What? <laughs> Yeah, he looks like um, what's his name? Oh, I forget, but nah. yeah, yeah. No, I I marked that for I marked that for that. I marked that for great football. Oh, I was yeah. going nuts. That's for sure. You you At definitely should check out Peacemaker, Chris. I know that's that's on my docket of things that I want to watch. But we just How I Met Your Father came out this past week, so we watched that. And uh, I want to watch Peacemaker, and I watch Boba Fett. Don't watch Peacemaker watch around your kids. I know. Okay. I, so I was trying to watch a GCW show with Jordan there, and every other word was oh, they dropped God. F-bombs, and George just, Jordan just perks up. He's like, that's a bad word. <laughs> that's a bad word. Yeah, Peacemaker, you know, it right? seems like uh, every project, I, I, technically I guess a spoiler alert, but not a big spoiler alert. John Cena in every project for some reason is naked. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he likes to get his bum on TV, on airtime. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, expect that. So people were saying that in Peacemaker, he's a better comedic actor than he is a wrestler. So that's like setting the bar super high. Honestly, I think that's an offensive thing to say, though. Why? No, I, I, I think because... that I think that he's. I mean, honestly, he's phenomenal pro wrestling. You know, even... yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Cena as a wrestler. Of course, but acting wise, I love him in Peacemaker. I love his character. I think that it's very comedic and. Uh, just the sarcasm delivery of everything, it's its its so much fun. And we all get to say we knew him when. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's we like when the, the Rock, we could be, when we the could rock be the hipsters. blew up. It's like, 
we were there when, well, <laughs> maybe not me, but when he was getting chanted, die, Rocky, die, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's cool to see people that you followed from their, basically their start of their career all the way up until one of the biggest shows on HBO Max right now. Agreed. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and anything else that, yeah, no. anything else I marked for? No, nothing. Sal got, I marked because Sal got me a cane retro this week that adds my collection. Nice. Oh, yeah, then on Friday the uh, next wave comes out, the next four. Ooh. So I got to order those. There you go. Man, I know. And, uh, and that's that, I guess. Marking out uh, episode 573. We thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at and YouTube at MarkingOut11, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, at MarkingOut on Twitter, buy our merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on all social media platforms at BTTG161, and you can follow Dave on all social media platforms at DavidPTDPT. Uh, and until next week... TikTok. Oh, also take... <laughs> oh, yeah, tic- is it MarkingOut11 on TikTok? No, it's just MarkingOut. Are you gonna start doing like videos, like all like the girls, the twelve year old girls? Did? You know we it. We have that. We already have those videos, Chris. Uh, yeah. There's one of Brandon oh, yeah. like Perfect. flipping his hair in the mirror. It's really funny. No, 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 really? no, no, not yet though. No, Is there's. Chris we have screaming. I whip my hair back and soon, forth. Soon, soon. I miss those road trips. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and, and thank you very much for eleven years of uh, podcasting. And until next week, we wish you the. the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Good luck on the chocolate cake.